unbelievable. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. And Sunday, June 16th, 2013, time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 522. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Travis Heights hideout in Austin, Texas, home of the Republic of Texas Biker Rally this weekend. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I'm keeping it simple for a reason, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn Buzzkill. You really shouldn't take advice from people who write you emails. Because that's what that's about. Yeah, I thought, so I wonder if you'd catch it. Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah. Some guy wrote in saying, oh, Curry's been singing over the jingles. I wouldn't give any money. And now he stopped doing it. But now Dvorak is keeping his openings too short. Yeah, you suck. You suck. Everything suck. always has to suck. Yeah. There's always like a... No, we got a, a better email. I'm not going to read it, but the guy said, I stopped donating because I don't listen anymore. That was, But he said that, that in, like, in like a thousand words. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. We're not really asking non-listeners. Oh, actually, I would like non-listeners <laughs> yes. to please, donate. Yeah, please. But... If you're not listening, please support the show. <laughs> please support <laughs> So I would like that, but it seems uh, unlikely. So happy Father's Day to you, Jean-Claude. Happy Father's Day to you, Adam Curry. And happy Father's Day to all the ships and sea boots <laughs> on the ground, subs in the water, feet in the air, and all the dames and knights out there who happen to be fathers. That's right, especially all the dames who happen to be fathers. Uh, there's a few of them, I'm <laughs> sure, who few, listen to yeah, that. Yeah, it's yeah. very possible. And a happy Father's Day in the morning to all of the uh, human resources there in the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. It is, of course, Father's Day by presidential proclamation. Presidential proclamation. You know, the, the president had this whole uh, Father's Day spiel for his uh, little show, mm-hmm. and uh, but I but I turned it off after the first fifteen seconds. I'm like, I get it, good enough. Of course, you know how he starts. That's obvious, I and mean, we all know hi. how. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. This Sunday's Father's Day, and so I wanted to take a moment to talk about the most important job many of us will ever have, and that's being a dad. Today, we're blessed to live in a world where technology allows us to connect instantly with just about anyone on the planet. Okay, enough said. (laughs) We know. (laughs) That's it. So you can spy on us. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't need to listen anymore after that. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, we got it. There might have been something in there. No, there was nothing in there. Now, this is whole take the pledge and be a better dad and... You know, I didn't have a dad growing up. Well, neither did I. Yeah, he was never there. Uh-huh. Busy man, busy man. But he was a busy man, exactly. So big news, very... big news breaking. I just oh. memo this morning. Oh, hold on a second. Let's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got hot news, big news breaking. Yes, John C. Dvorak, what are you learning? Times are tough for Debbie, prostitute in uh, Western England. Oh, no. Runs a private uh, flat with other mature ladies. <laughs> she does two or three uh, jobs a day. A year ago, she was doing eight or nine. What? The uh, hookers in England uh, have to lower their prices or not their businesses down. What? Yeah. How co- this is in The Economist. <laughs> well, I mean. We, hookers we, on sale. We, is that the title of the article? Oh, but it might be a title for the show. Is the, yeah, write it down. We have long it says since. Sex, the title is Sex Doesn't Sell. Well, now, this is very interesting because you have long, for many years, as long as I've known, you always use the Dvorak Hooker Indicator, uh, which uh, says, and st- it's kind of like a more, it's actually, it's Dvorak's Law. As we know, we have Moore's Law. We have Dvorak's Law. Is the worse the economy, not only do the hookers get better looking, 
but they get cheaper, but not that they have less gigs. Well, it would seem to me that they lowered the price enough they would have the same number of gigs, which is the supply and demand <laughs> okay. in the classic okay. sense. And I think that's where it came from, by the way. Right. Okay, so you're, what you're saying because is they're the, overpriced. And the modern economists don't even buy supply and demand anymore, so I think that this is a, you know, this is where it came from with right. hookers. Right, okay. Because they are the true free market. Yeah, well, to a point. Yeah. Well, they're not them. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this is a uh, interesting. This is this is an an indicator. You know, supposedly everything is. Here, it's been in the past. Uh, this reflects the sluggish economy. Overall, consumer spending at the end of 2012 was almost four percent lower than its 27 peak. And Vivian, an independent escort in the South, who got to write this? Thing? <laughs> who you mean? An independent who, who, escort in the South, who probably <laughs> had to put out to get her name in here. Oh, okay. Uh, to supplement her income as a photographer, says paying for <laughs> sex is a luxury. Food is more important. The mortgage is more important. Petrol is more important, especially at these prices. Well, so so uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. She's hold offering on. discounts out of desperation. Well, so it's down this, to thirty bucks. This make wow. This makes a lot of sense because in times of war, I think that's when indeed you know the the, the prostitution industry really kind of falls apart. Because the soldiers don't pay for it. They just take it. You know, the occupying forces. Right. Um, so th- I think that this is a, a, a new line has been crossed in the U.K. That's very sad. Well, yeah, 30 yeah, bucks? Depends on your perspective. That's like two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So lots of lots of lines being crossed, John. I think we should just get into it because I've been doing some research, and it's, uh, I've, I'm, I get a little irritated when when numbers don't add up. You know me, the math wizard that I am. Oh, well, numbers don't add up most of the time with this administration and, yeah. and the government in general. Red line crossed, ladies and gentlemen. Red line has been crossed. Stand back. Red line crossed. Scott, the Obama White House has, for the first time, declared that the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad has used chemical weapons to kill opposition fighters. The U.S. intelligence community says the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad, as I said, has used the chemical weapon sarin multiple... I have to say, the I, I didn't notice this when I was clipping it. I think the little birds singing happily in the background really adds to the report. That's hilarious. By the way, I think, I think he said Obama. Did he say Obama? <laughs> Let me roll I it did, back. Yeah. I love the birds. We just, you know, whenever we do a death and devastation report, we just have little birds tweeting in the background. like The Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad has used chemical weapons to kill opposition fighters. The U.S. intelligence community says the Syrian regime of Bashar al-Assad, as I said, has used the chemical weapon sarin multiple times, it says, in its war against the Syrian rebels. Now, the estimates are between 100 and 150 people have died. That, that by the way, is a uh, is a 50% discrepancy in the number. I mean, if we're just going to look at numbers, right? So so if, you, if someone said, well, this poll could be off by 1% or 2%, that's one thing. And usually I think it's 3 to 4% these days when they're polling numbers. But now they're talking... 50% could be off by 50%. Administration said... Uh, on the plus side, obviously. This, quote, crosses clear red lines, unquote. Red lines. The administration announced it was approving military shipments to the rebels. Now, Scott, it's important to point out the administration has not described the quantity or the quality of the military support it will provide or when it will arrive. But it will say that this 
support is designed to help the rebels defend against, quote, a repressive regime. One other note, no decision has been made about whether to attempt to impose a no-fly zone. That option, though, remains on the table. Okay, so when no. did they ever bring up quality as, a, as a, uh, an element? You know, what they, quantity or quality? <laughs> so these guys get the game. Hey, these guns, they stink. <laughs> they suck. Uh, I think the quality means intensity. It would, would have been a better word because the, 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 the conversation about light weapons or heavy weapons. Yeah, well, that's different than quality. And I'd like to state just... Just to just for the record, while we're talking about this evil dictator and this horrible regime, uh, please make sure you Google the photos of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie as they are uh, hanging out with uh, Bashar al-Assad and his wife, and Angelina Jolie actually kissing uh, the uh, first lady of um, of Syria, uh, because you know she's also a fashion icon. She's uh, grown up in the, in the United Kingdom uh, in, the, in the Western culture. Howdy. Uh, she is very smoking hot. She was featured in Vogue magazine, uh, which uh, I think that is that uh, they destroyed every single copy of that. So I just want you to know that you know it, it's kind of you know, remember all those pictures of uh, Muammar Gaddafi with everybody hanging out in front of his tent. Yeah, yeah everyone like, hey Muammar, how you doing, buddy? Nice hat. Love the guards. Sexy. Right. They're all hanging out, going in, checking it out. And then of course you know he's an evil dictator, bad regime. Now, regarding the way the Russians have said this gas thing is. Bogus, and I, I actually. Well, let's look at the uh, administration's own words. Uh, this is what I do uh, for you, which apparently Major—that's that's the guy's name we just heard that uh, on the report. Major, what's his name? Major General. Yeah, again, Major, Major Tom. I know <laughs> Major yeah. Tom. How'd you name your kid Major? <laughs> you don't. He'd make that up. So this is from uh, the uh, Deputy National Security Advisor for Strategic Communications, Ben Rhodes, on the Syrian chemical weapons use. And uh, he starts off at the president's direction. The United States government has been closely monitoring the potential use of chemical weapons within Syria. So this is the report that uh, proves that we need to send uh, weapons of some dubious quality uh, to the Syrians. Following a deliberative review, our intelligence community assesses that the Assad regime has used chemical weapons, including the nerve agent sarin, on a small scale against the opposition multiple times in the last year. So, okay, that's what we just heard. Our intelligence community has high confidence in that assessment. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have, like, dead bodies to look at? Apparently not, given multiple independent streams of information. Ah, the intelligence community estimates that 100 to 150 people have died from detected chemical weapons attacks in Syria to date. However, casualty data is likely incomplete. Mm -hmm. While the lethality of these attacks make up only a small portion of the catastrophic loss of life in Syria, which now stands at more than 90,000 deaths. More on that number in a minute. The use of chemical weapons violates international norms, crosses clear red lines that have existed within the international community for decades. We believe that the Assad regime maintains control of these weapons. We have no reliable corroborative reporting to indicate that the opposition in Syria has acquired or used chemical weapons. So far, not really convincing proof. They're just saying we've you know, we got some information. The body of information used to make this intelligence assessment includes reporting regarding Syrian officials planning and executing regime chemical weapons attacks. So I guess they were planning it, therefore it's happened. Reporting that includes descriptions of the time, location, and means of attack, and descriptions of physiological symptoms that are con consistent with exposure to a chemical weapons agent. 
Some open source reports from social media outlets from Syrian opposition groups are also included in our intelligence and other media sources consistent with the information we have obtained regarding chemical weapons use and exposure. They don't have a freaking picture is what they're saying. They got nothing. They got tweets. There's nothing here. They have no they have no proof, John. It sounds like no proof to me. Each positive, uh, just nothing. a bunch of tweets. Just a, they have so, so, open source social media. What is open? If it's not, if it's an RSS feed, maybe. What is an open source social media feed? It's, uh, Twitter's not open chat source. Room? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I heard that they're like using gas. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now we uh, now now this of course explodes. We've got, uh, well, I have to play McCain because uh, oh. it was just too funny. So I applaud the president's decision, and I appreciate it. But the president of the United States had better understand that just supplying weapons is not going to change the equation on the ground of the balance of power. Oh. <laughs> These people we need more. of the Free Syrian Army need weapons. This, by the way, is the Al-Qaeda. He's now saying... Hey, no, it's basically... Yeah, no, essentially it's Al-Qaeda. <laughs> These people on the ground, Al-Qaeda. Of course, when they take over the place, you know, McCain will be the first to say, I don't know how this happened. How did this happen? All right, listen, so he wants them to have weapons, yes? And heavy weapons. Heavy weapons, like, damn. Hey, Muhammad, this weapon's heavy, man. <laughs> <laughs> to counter tanks and aircraft, huh? they need a no-fly zone, and the and Bashar Assad's air assets have to be taken out and neutralized. Take them out, and we can do that without risking a single American airplane. We how do we do that, John? Do you know how we do that? Uh, you are, of course, a defense strategist. No, uh, it, <laughs> it was some sort of electronic beam. No, if only it were that cool. No, 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 no. This is very obvious. We can do it by cratering the runways with cruise missiles, moving the Patriot <laughs> missiles closer to the. Border and protecting a safe zone. I, I think the guy is jerking off while he's he saying is, this. He is totally he's, out of control. He, I mean, he's to, he's like hot for it. We can crater their runways, bitches. <laughs> oh God, hold on a second. Oh, I'm almost. Oh yeah. Oh, ICBMs, baby. So, oh, so the oh, Russians oh, are going to oh, like oh, this oh. a lot. Yeah. Where oh, they yeah. can organize, <laughs> where they can work, where they can coordinate with the civilian side. Oh, but, civilian side. What? What do you? <laughs> The Syrian What's, National uh, Army, uh, and yeah. they can have a chance of success. Oh, wait, all right. Now, then before we, I, I just have to get to a point that I want to hear I, all kinds of stuff. Now, the BBC, bless their hearts. Of course, they, you know, the the Cameron immediately hopped on the honker there with our president. We're, like, we're in. We're in. We're there. We're there for you. Tell you, chop chop, BP, and all that. Yeah, we're ready for it. No problem. This is a BBC report. On the number of deaths. Now, this is very important because just like the administration, I went and checked on the numbers because I, I just don't take these things at face value anymore, certainly not from accredited news organizations. Now, what is the number of deaths, according to you, uh, your sources, John, that you, what have you been learning about the uh, number of deaths in Syria? Adam, 90,000 dead. 90,000. I've heard the number at 90,000 plus. I've heard it as high as 93,000. This seems to be the new number. Everybody knows it. It's a fact. <laughs> The fighting's long since passed the point where it can unambiguously be described as civil war. <laughs> to count the dead, the UN took names from seven human rights groups and the Syrian government. Only those deaths with a full name, date and place were recorded. As the UN says, the figures are shocking. Shocking! 93,000 people are confirmed dead. 
The real figure could be as high as 130,000. Out of those that have been killed, 6,500 were children, and 1,700 of those are under 10. On every single day of the past year, more than 160 people were killed in right. Syria. Okay, so they have all these flashy graphics and how many children are dying, and it's very impressive stuff. And, and again, uh, I just don't take it at face value. You know, I, I want to go read the report. So I go to the UN website. You know, we had this thing called the Internet, which they introduced, which I don't know if they know that they're, they're publishing these documents because I think it's kind of damning when you think about it. Now, you already heard in this report uh, a little bit about the sources of this number. So you, but when when you watch it, you think, oh man, like you know, it's ninety three thousand people. That's horrendous, and and you can just see the 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 bodies almost piled up on top of each other. And actually, you know, during this report, they show videos of dead people everywhere. And uh, so you think, well, they've probably counted that, and it sounded like they have some sources. Uh, so the sources, uh, which they call databases, on the uh, uh, in the UN report, uh, turns out to be uh, pretty much websites. Uh, including the Syria Shahuda website, but the funniest source, which is a very important one for them, the Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. You remember this, John? The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights. Does that ring a bell? Uh, no, this but is, I, it might. Yeah, this is the guy um, Rami Abdul Rahman, who we have uh, tracked in the past. Who was always in, for the past two years has been the go-to guy for the BBC. And he's one guy in an apartment in London. Well, he's the guy that's got the <laughs> webcam. Yeah, he, he's one guy in an apartment in London. This is one of their main sources for this information. And so I'm going to read a few paragraphs from the uh, from the United Nations report, which the BBC is now using to claim 93,000 uh, dead in Syria. I'm not saying that people aren't dying, by the way. I just want you to understand how the propaganda works. Executive summary. This report presents findings integrated from seven databases, so a website is now a database, built by Syrian human rights monitors and one database collected by the Syrian government. The enumeration is not the complete number of conflict-related killings. The enumeration may be a slight overcount, oh, they're already backpedaling, of reported killings, while at the same time, the enumeration is likely undercounting the true total number. So how do they come at this number, John? They have seven sources, and this whole this, this is a a forty-page document which explains the numbers. Here it is: the true total number of conflict-related killings includes undocumented killings, which we had had to estimate using statistical computer modeling. Are you fucking kidding me? They, th this number is based on a computer model? So the way they do it is they take one day in 2011 where 160 people were killed that they have documented by one of these databases, i.e. websites. Then they take another day where they have three sources reporting some names and they put this whole thing together and the computer then spits out the statistical number of people who have died. And they have this 40-page document to back up their statistical models. Are you, this, is, this is insane. That's uh, global warming. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same computers they use to predict. Remember the ash cloud? The volcanic ash cloud was going to ruin 
uh, uh, airplane engines. They grounded all European flights for a week, and the skies have never been so clear and blue in history. Right. This is the Iceland uh, incident. Same thing. Huh. And then when it goes into... But well, somebody must be questioning this. Of course, <laughs> are you are you mad, man? You can't be questioning fact. This is not good. You can't do this. Now, the only guy. Now, this is where it gets frightening. When you have Bezignu Brzezinski, um, and I agree with him. That, that now you know something. Something's, something's amiss. Something's in Libya by the British and the French with our backing hasn't worked out too well, and the French and the British haven't been very effective. We are now pointed towards something somewhat similar but more dangerous in Syria, because Syria is interlocked with Iran. That poses dangers for the global economy. That will affect the interests of Japan and of China. We should be building an international coalition to impose some sort of a solution. We should be seriously negotiating with the Chinese and the Russians. Involve the Japanese as well because they're influential. So are the Indians, incidentally, who are dependent on energy. That is the kind of response that might have some effect. Instead, we're essentially engaging in mass propaganda, (laughs) portraying this as a democratic war. Who is fighting for democracy? Qatar and Saudi Arabia are fighting for democracy. (laughs) This is a sectarian war waged with great brutality by both sides. And I repeat, the 93,000 were killed in a civil war. They weren't killed just by the Syrian regime. There are two sides to that struggle. And neither one is waging it in a particularly attractive fashion. So he's not being honest either, but at least he's, it's clear that he's left kind of on the outside of this somehow. If someone has moved ahead of the grand chess game that Brzezinski has always laid out, and, and I think it's his Russia connection or something like that, that, you know, that he's like, whoa, hold on a second, you're just doing this big propaganda thing. We all know it's about pipelines and energy and, and turf, and he's turning it into the sectarian bullcrap. Uh, but it, it's, I think it's of note that for once, Brzezinski's kind of speaking some truths. Well, maybe that's what, maybe the thing has actually devolved into an actual sectarian war. Mm, well, I'm, I'm sure on the ground, sure. I mean, people, those, those people shooting each other don't care about the pipelines. No, 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 they, no, up yet. no they, they, have, they have been propagandized into hating each other. Which we have to be careful of everywhere, I'd say. Um, yeah, we already had the clips a couple of shows ago where the, you know, the the uh, Hezbollahs on the one side yeah. condemning all the yeah. Sunnis, calling them worse than Jews. Good news: the Department of Homeland Security, according to the Federal Register, announces the Secretary of Homeland Security, uh, Janet Napolitano, Lucy, is extending the existing designation of Syria for temporary protected status. That's the TPS report you hear about all the time. Uh, TPS means that if you, uh, you basically it's an asylum program uh, for another 18 months, October 1st, 2013 through March 31st, 2015, re- redesignating Syria for TPS for 18 months, effective October 1st. So that would be our date. October 1st, October 2014? 1st, no, 2013. So uh, as of October 1st, it'll then there'll be another 18 months where you can effectively enter the United States as a Syrian national and be granted asylum status. Huh. Well, we're going to be seeing a lot of Syrians if they can get over here. Yeah, well, I hope they can. Who wants to be over there now? It's, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's lame. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's lame. 
Uh, of course, they won't have to go through the process Ms. Mickey has gone through. No, no, it'd be... Well, maybe she should get on a boat and come in through Syria. <laughs> it would be easier. Yeah. And yeah. cheaper. We, oh, Wow, tell me about this. So, we so ha- let's uh, let's talk about this. Yes. You had your uh, grilling by the government. Yes, yes, cross examination. So the cross examinations. Uh, did they ask the eye colors or anything like that? Well, let me tell you how this goes down. So we had to go. Okay, to, well, give us a little background yeah, for people. Little, who just little did background. This last show. So um, uh, as uh, as now my wife, uh, she has the right to obtain uh, permanent resident status in the United States of Gitmo Nation. So they yeah. believe you are married. Uh, I petitioned. Uh, at first, I petitioned, which means I had to show the documentation. If they uh, listen to the show, they'd know this to be true. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's still they. You know, that's the, it's their process. So we had to petition. Uh, so, which means I have to say, hey, uh, she's valid. Uh, we're married. Uh, our previous marriages have been dissolved. You have to prove all that in paperwork and translations, etc. Um, I, I have enough uh, funds to support her, so she will not be a burden on the state. Uh, so there was that. And then after you go through that uh, whole process, and of course she had to be examined medically to see if she was uh, not, uh, you know, if she was not disease-ridden, just dripping with disease. And of course, it's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's true. You, you know that they wanted to do a, um, uh, a vaginal exam on her, and she refused. Good. And they went, oh, okay. I mean, how crazy is that? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can yeah, refuse, and it turns yeah, out they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. They, they, I think they were just, it was a fishing expedition as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and then, of course, they had to prove that she had her shots. That's another rigmarole, and if you can't prove that you've had your shots, then you can go get your shots again. So we had to go through all that. Um, in the meantime, she also had to travel for her work, so she got advanced parole documentation. So before this interview, uh, we spoke with our lawyer, because you have to have a lawyer. I, this is where it went wrong in the first place. I thought I could do it myself. <laughs> Stupid citizen. Yeah, no, you're not playing the game. It's a, this is nope. a scheme. I was not playing the game. So we got our uh, lawyer, uh, Alan, Alan Klein. And uh, Alan, uh, this is all Alan does. And he yeah, said I'm sure that he makes a good living doing he it. Does, yeah, he does fine. And so he um, he said, "Let's talk about the interview before we uh, before the day before." So we had uh, I think forty five minutes. I said, "Okay, here's what's going to go down. They they're going to it can be it can go in all kinds of directions, um, and uh, what they want to assess is are uh, are the two of you really married? Is it for uh, true reasons, or are you just scamming the government to get this woman a green card? And B, can you really prove that you can sustain her so she will not be a burden on the state?" And, uh, and, you know, we went through all the scenarios, the different ways it could go down. Uh, he, he said, look, you would probably be in and out five minutes. Could be anything. At a certain point, I said, hey, Alan, when do we learn to speak Russian? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, because we're like in, in Soviet Russia, you know, pre the wall coming down. He says, are you kidding me? He says, this is ten times worse. He says, you have no idea what's going on. He says, ever since we got like these two Sonarev brothers who came in and blew everything up, it's gotten it's gotten worse. He's clamped down on everything, and and he and he is a lawyer saying we we have we are on the downside of the slippery slope is what he said. So he probably knows more than he's willing to let on. Uh, so we are prepared now. We are actually, you know, so we're like, ah, you know, it's like we're gonna go see the government and. Uh, and, and, you know, the morning of, Mickey's like, shall I wear this? I said, yeah, that's great. And then, of course, she changes. You know, How about this? I said, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but I don't want to seem like I'm trying too hard. And like, okay, so this is the level of 
emotional terrorism that is not. Oh yeah, being, no, and, this is like not. This is again. We were reading the book in the Garden of the Beasts. Yeah. Uh, this is what you would might have been like in the uh, 30s uh, regime mm-hmm. of Hitler. Yes, and, and and so we and I'm a I'm an American citizen, and I'm legitimately. And you're worried to this about woman. what clothes to wear so you can impress the uh, Gestapo. Yes. And you don't want to look like you're over trying too hard. All uh-huh. these things are very, mm-hmm. it's like, why is this happening? And so, you know, we have to print very out. Very depressing, by the way. Yes, it is. And so we have to bring all the documentation, all the copies, all the certified copies, all the translations with the certifications of the translations for uh, birth certificate. Now, of course, this, everyone has this because she's from a foreign country, so it can't just be in the foreign language. Maybe Spanish is okay. I don't know. I'm sure. Maybe maybe you don't have to get it translated if it's in Spanish. But I think you even have to do that. Um, and you know, and all it's the disillusions of previous marriages, and then your 2000, uh, you know, your 2012 tax return, which I don't have because you know I always file late. Well, I I file for extension, so I have an extension, and I have a check where I paid some money, but then your 2011, 2010. You know, and so we're, we, I, I do this all two days beforehand, and then it's like the last minute. I'm like, you know, uh, maybe we'll just print out 2009 just to make sure, you know, I don't know. And, of course, this is 60 pages, and then the printer freaks out and breaks, and the head needs cleaning, <laughs> and the the, talk, you know, the clock is ticking away. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're terrorized. We are, we are just, we're totally terrorized, John. And, and, and we're grown people. All right, so we're off the San Antonio, and you arrive at the building. And there's a, a private security firm that has How a... How far is that to drive? An hour and five minutes. Okay. Yeah, San Antonio. Uh, it's a, a big building with lots of glass windows to give the uh, impression of transparency. And uh, the uh, at the entrance, they have a private security firm, uh, private guards, uh, who then say, where's your invitation letter? <laughs> Which, by the way, we were, we were like half an hour on the road on I-35. I said, hey, do you have the... Uh, the letter for our appointment and Mickey's like it's in here somewhere and I'm like I think it's it's green because every every paper that I saw that was official was green she's like looking for green paper and you know and, and she can't find it and, you know it's like I can feel sweat dripping oh crap do we have to go back and get this thing can we can we get through without it will it's it be like okay? a Solzhenitsyn novel about Russia I'm telling you and then and of course it wasn't green I'm an idiot and we're both like Okay. All right. You know, and so, and we actually had to say to each other, okay, okay, let's just let's admit it right here. We're both really tense about this shit, and so we're all like, eh, eh, and we're just getting all on each other's crap for this. But we recognize it, and you know, okay, all right. So we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. We're gonna do this. We're good. And um, so we roll up, and we have to first put everything through the bag scanner. So very the X ray, very similar to. In fact, it is the same device at the airport, and. Um, and, and here's how funny it is. So where, where's your appointment letter? All right, here's the letter. Okay. Because they can never pronounce Hugendike. And so there's always that kind of funny thing. And Mickey's kind of fun the way. Hey, what do you think it is? Like, no, just... Um, and these, these are two old geezers. I don't think they have too much skin in the game. But it's like, what is in the... Because I had my, um, my water bottle, my, my thermos, uh, you know, metal water bottle. What's in there? Water. Okay. It could could have had C4 in there for all they know. I mean, it could have been a... It it could be a pipe bomb. But okay, it went through the scanner, no problem. Then we had to go through the magnetometer, uh, which of course went off because uh, I had my belt on. But I didn't have to take the shoes off, which is a contradiction. 
Uh, okay, so we're sitting there, we're waiting, and we'll be called, and then our uh, our officer uh, comes to uh, get us and takes us upstairs. Now, already I'm like, hold on a second. No cubicle? But okay, we're in the office, and the interview starts. Now, this is the interview where you need to, uh, you can be asked separately. Uh, the, the, the officer is going to assess whether you two are, are, uh, married or not, and if you really do belong together. So we had this whole list. We've been prepared. I have a, I have a briefcase full. Mickey has a briefcase full. And here are the questions, which I, we are going to uh, send these to our lawyer because they, they were not on the list, John. Oh, they were, nice. None of the questions we were asked were on the list. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Question number one. Do you know your wife looks a lot like Charlize Theron? Question number two. Do you think Michael Jackson really molested those kids? And question number three, how do you make money with a podcast? What? We didn't have to show anything other than a passport. That was it. He knew exactly who, he knew exactly who I was. Oh. He, <laughs> he had no questions about any. We've been preparing for... for Weeks for this interview. Well, apparently, the joke's on you. Yes. And by the way, he was really not having any of my answer about Michael Jackson. I, he was like, "Wait, so is he a show listener?" Because he would. The Michael Jackson question only would come up. No, because- no, it started differently. He said, "What is the most interesting person you have ever interviewed?" That was actually the question before Michael ah. Jackson. And I wouldn't have brought it up. Mickey said, "Michael Jackson." And then, and then he immediately went to, so, do you think that uh, he really molested those kids? I'm like, no. But he wasn't having that answer, John. This was, this was kind of the, the creepy thing. He was like, now, wait a minute. When you saw Martin Bashir go in and interview him, and that, don't you think, didn't you wish that you were there and you could have asked him different questions? Like, no. I think the guy was just, just one big ball of love. That's all he was, man. I, I, and by the way, he was acquitted of everything. And I was not I was not going to drop the subject, but he he did push that a little bit. Huh. And uh and so the, so I'm thinking this true now I now I know it truly is the Stasi. It truly is like Russia. That's because, the way it works. Cuz if you have standing, i.e. you're a celebrity and apparently he's still remembered, then you then you get preferential treatment by the party. Did you get him to listen to the No Agenda show? That's the most important. Are, are thing. you out of your mind? <laughs> no way. No, no, we're not a chance in hell are we going to do that. And then he was, you know, he had his hand on the stamp, you know, to put in the passport. And, you know, where he's inking it the whole time. And then oh, he, he was, keeps pounding the ink pad. No, he's rolling it. And then he would think of something to say. And then and then he would wait. And we're like, put the stamp in the passport. <laughs> and he's oh, like, God, this is, yeah, this <laughs> is very much like this stuff. And he's like, oh, and, and of course, I'm stupid. I'm so stupid. I say, you know, just to make conversation, just want to, you know, like, oh, what I, a mistake. I know, I know. Shut it was up, number slave. one rule. I'm so stupid. I can't believe it. I said, shut up, slave. I said, well, what do you think about the immigration reform that's, uh, oh, I can't believe it came out of my mouth. That took 20 minutes. 20 minutes of him rolling the ink. And you don't know which way to go. <laughs> you like, just like, yeah, huh, uh huh. Because I don't know if he's for it or against it or I don't know. And then, Mickey said something about same-sex marriage, and it was oh, like, oh, geez. I know, I know, I know. What's wrong with you two? I know, we were, like, nervous, nervous, 
nervous. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah, we have different ideas now. We, we, we need to do secondary screening for you. <laughs> Whew. I'm telling you. And then, uh, you know, so then uh, Mickey has to travel. She has to go back to Amsterdam for a couple of days at the end of the month, which is before her actual green card would arrive. So she says, you know, um, uh, here's, the, here's the deal. Here's my ticket. Is there anything you can do? He says, oh, no, with the stamp that you have that I just gave you, you, are, you can travel. Uh, it's as good as a green card. And then I say, are you sure? Because, you know, wow, all right. And he said, what do you mean? He said, well, no, my lawyer said that, uh, you know, that, that you couldn't do this anymore and that it had to be requested. He said, oh, would you like me to take it out? <laughs> so, yeah. That's their public servants. I thanked him for his service. I did everything. I, I was really trying. I'm just like, just let's get on with this. I just want the paperwork done. And that's what's so sad. That is exactly what's so sad. Here I am getting preferential treatment because of a uh, because of a gig I did twenty years ago. It should I mean it shouldn't be that way, but it also shouldn't be this horrendous haranguing. And it wasn't like the guy was not nice. I mean, don't get me wrong; he, he was a nice guy. He was pleasant, but I could just see this is not a this is not a a process that makes sense to a country that was built on immigration. You know. These people have lives in their hands. And not only that, but we're talking about a lily-white couple. <laughs> Ken and Barbie, uh, as some would say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Except for the hair color. Yeah. On the Ken. Uh, so anyway, Ms. Mickey is now legal, and uh, because we have not been married for uh, enough time, uh, we will have to go back uh, in two years to prove that we're still for together. For a checkup. Yeah, for a checkup, and uh, I will have to bring out a report. Like being on probation when you're after you're released from prison. <laughs> yes, we're on probation, and uh, I will have to say if I'm happy with Miss Mickey. <laughs> At least that's the story, if you know what I mean, John. Well, yeah, it's pretty pathetic, but yeah. that's just the way it is. It's yeah. a system. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's thank our uh, producers... Well, before we do that, it would be probably better, and let me just say this in, in advance, it'd probably be better if I actually open the mail and then uh, logged in. <laughs> and got the spreadsheet? Is that what you're trying to say? Very slowly? I mean, I could do a little well, bit. Well, we have a little, I have a filler that we can deal with. Oh, you got a filler. What you got? Yeah. Uh, we're are we gonna do much EU talk because I do have a, a kind of an EU clip that is kind of, um, kind of no no I kind of destroyed this is kind of distressing I've come to the conclusion that Great Britain although I think we've known this all along is not very much uh, into the EU uh, for all kinds of different reasons and I realize that they put Nigel Farage they have a bunch of people there's not just one because the Parliament has some guys including this guy Andrew Duff who you could look up. Uh, I think they put Nigel Farage in because he's an insulting a-hole to the EU members. He's entertaining. He's very entertaining. But he is not what you would say is a, a guy who is sent in to represent the British on, as, a, as a nice people. He was sent in, obviously. I, now I've concluded this. He was sent in to be who he is, he's, and he's made the most of it. Yeah, the, ar the arrogant British prick who's right. 
Yeah, and yeah. then there's then they got the other guy who's the more uh, thoughtful person. This guy Andrew Duff. He's also from UKIP, I think, right? From the no, 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 no. He's, oh, he's uh, a oh. Democrat, liberal Democrat. Oh, Lib Dem. Yeah. And so he's in there, and he is a tremendously. And I don't. I'm not giving this clip just to ridicule or make fun of the guy, but he is one of the worst stutterers in the <laughs> history of Britain since that king that they did the movie about. <laughs> and and I, as a Tourette sufferer, um, I I always feel that they are kind of my. My uh, my cousin, stutterers. Yeah, you, stutterers are kind of like the low grade Tourettes. I mean, you don't have the cool stuff, right? <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but <laughs> yeah. But this poor guy, and the, and the thing that's bad is he actually said in his nice little speech, very very erudite and all the rest of it, the stuttering. But when he stuttered, you you'd have to actually visualize him scrunching up his face and looking like he's suffering the worst kind oh, God. of breakdown ever. <laughs> Can we roll? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, w w what I see oh, through the clouds of uh, tear gas is a, a, a democratic revolt. Clumsy, complex, messy, but also moving. In style, it re 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 reminds oh, no, me of no, sh no. Chicago no. and Paris in the 1960s. Are you kidding me? Did you did you enhance or sweeten? I have done nothing. Oh, this to is this clip. This is this so is, painful. This, this is, is painful. Up. Now, this is again. I think is the British telling the EU to get screwed. Why? Why are they making this poor man speak at all? This didn't just be a vote. This, is, this well, guy should be a voter. You look, take it from his perspective. Okay, he has to go up there and suffer. Yeah. But on the other hand, this has got to be the cushiest job in the world. Well, yeah. you got all the expenses yeah. paid. you got yeah. hookers in Brussels. Yeah. I mean, the whole place yeah. has just got to be great. So they, but, and they, and no does tax, to, no taxes. No taxes. It's, 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 a, it's a gem. And he could go get treatment. I mean, it's not impossible to, to solve these problems. But this is, no, and this is not, that's not the worst one you just heard. Uh, it he this has not been enhanced at all. Believe me, it didn't I have know, to. Well, let me play some more. Let me play some more. Is is sixty oh. is sixty eight, and uh, like the follow through from such spontaneous revolts. In the end, uh, Turkish. Uh, I want to hear the translated version that they're listening to on the headphones. Oh, well, I don't think, you know, that. But I was thinking about that, too, because you're always in these operations. You always have these things that somebody's trying to translate. Like this. Now, yeah. it, it's possible that the translator can't understand a stutterer. No. That's a possibility. No, no idea. But this guy's been there for a while, so I'm sure that's been solved. Uh, I'll wow. bet that the, the translation for this guy's speech is fantastic because, generally speaking, Americans and British, our language is so compressed that it's hard to translate right. it to a lot of these verbose languages. Right. This guy, if you really listen to his, the number of words he gets out when he finally gets them out, <laughs> it's very slow, which has got to be great translations. Oh, wow. Did you see and that? I'm, I, I can imagine some Arab listening to him and not knowing he's stuttering. <laughs> yeah, right. Just thinking, man, they have a weird way of talking, don't they? 
And what does it sound like when when you have an Arab who stutters? Do we are there such things we as Arab know. stutters? We would know. Uh, they could uh, all be uh, stuttering. Akbar. We wouldn't know. You're right. I've never. I have no idea. This is astounding. Democracy is to emerge stronger with political parties that will be less sycophantic of their leadership, with a Turkish parliament which is more pluralistic, and with ideologies. Both secular and religious, which are less preoccupying. I believe that Turkey has a great capacity to become the world's first liberal, modern. Muslim uh, European uh, country. I'm telling you, this is a form of Tourette's. I've never really taken the time to listen to someone stuttering and it's because I recognize some of the repetitive guttural sounds and to me, and I didn't, I don't have it like that, that bad anymore, but when I was a kid, uh, it's it's so and uh, so connected to it, you know. Huh. It really is. I mean, no one really knows what causes it, do they? Or what are the theories? Are, are no, those... they don't really. There, the one theory we had a we had a, we had a lot of stories about uh, stuttering in the Bay Area some years back as a cornerback for the one of the great cornerbacks ever uh, for the Oakland Raiders hmm. was a horrible stutter. I mean, this guy is like erudite compared to this. This guy couldn't get two words out. And his doctor, they put him on uh, feedback therapy, so he had, you know, right, right. You get it, you get it in your ear. Fine tune the feedback through headphones, yeah. And he could slow himself down. The the theory at the time that they kept promoting was that the brain is running faster than the than the mm. voice system in the mm. brain can deal with mm. it, mm. and so you run, it runs ahead, and the voice can't keep up, and so it it's, it's it it, it just makes a bunch of noise could until be. the brain backs up. And, and delivers more information so them to move forward because the brain is going like crazy, supposedly. That sounds too simple. I mean, it, but that sounds simple, but the, this cornerback was an astonishing quick. He was quick. I mean, this guy was, his, his nerves were not normal. But hold on. It's like, a, you know, certain boxers, apparently they're wired, so they have like a, you know, nanosecond quicker reaction than the, you normally get through the system, through the nervous system. Uh, and that's how you can hit some guy. But it's, anyway. Well, now, and. You know, I've been laughed at my entire life with my because for my tics and my things and you know snickered at and people like you know writing notes. I've been bullied, bullied. I tell you, bullied. Yeah, you know, your Tourette's is like it's well, not even it's hardly noticeable. Yeah, but you don't know me. You haven't known me when I when this started when I was seven, and it was pretty, oh, those seven year old kids doing that pretty yeah, violent. Yeah. You know, and I would like. Go to the bathroom and just my head, <laughs> just like pee all I, over the place. That what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just have to go shake my head a lot. It, yeah, I mean, and and it, I'm doing. I'm hearing the speech, and I'm like, wow, it sounds a little connected. So I, I find, it, I'm, well, it's like ten more seconds. I find the best thing to do is not with not the way he's not to throw them out there before the line. It, you know, it's about talking with people about it, and I don't know. I have no advice. I'm not a doctor. And I drug him. Haldol, I say. Give that shit to him. 
rejoice at the events that, that, that are now in train. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. So that was a... Uh, that was our filler, right. Okay, can we move on now? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, no, I was ready God. to do this. God, Let's, let's thank <laughs> some people. Beware of the filler. Yeah, please. Anyway, I, like I said, though, I, I think this was a... Uh, I think the British are sick. Anyway, Hyperware Technologies, uh, one of, these are our executive producers for show 522. And Hyperware Technologies comes in with $522 plus 33 hey cents. Fantastic. Those are just Git coins, but he's in the 522 club. This is the, the Black Baron of Silicon Valley. Black Baron is back. Um, Jeremy Ross, uh, 522, a second member of the 522 club. Nice. And these are in response to our little emergency newsletter uh, that we sent out on Saturday. And we had because it looked like we would have zero producers for the show, executive <laughs> or associate. And then, look. yeah, well, you know what? That proves. The theory is when you're doing a value-for-value value show, and, and let me just say, for people who are new to this program, we do not have ads, and you can tell why, because we'd be off the air. We, you wouldn't we'd be, be listening. off the air with that clip. You, wouldn't be, you would not be listening to this show at all um, for, for a number of reasons. When you do anything creative, if you're, if you're a band, okay, if you're performing in a bar, if you're performing at the market for all I care, do not... Say tips. Do not pass around a tip jar. You are devaluing your product. If you have a great product and you're delivering value to people's lives and you ask them, do you think this is valuable? You will be surprised at how well the system works. That's our secret. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, not much of a secret. Yeah. Uh, it's been known forever. Uh, Sir Dwayne Melanson from mm. uh, Tigard. Nice. Thank you, uh, he Dwayne. came in with a note. He said they sent it in. Doesn't he at this point own something? He's Oregon. Is it Earl of the Oregon? Earl of Oregon. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Which means my. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, once again, no comment field. I think he can't find the comment field for some reason. I know he's <laughs> clicking on the same box everyone else is. Well, no. Some people say that it seems like it might be a Chrome thing, or like some browsers may not show it. I don't know. I. I, I, I test it. it all the time, and it pops up for me on Chrome, so I don't know. ITM, gentlemen, Sir Dwayne Earl of Oregon here. I have a theory. John mentioned that ProVigil keeps you awake but prevents you from learning. Perhaps Brolf Blitzer <laughs> is testing for ProVigil use when he asks, what are you learning? <laughs> he does that, right? He does. The, even we're using it now. What have you learned? What are you learning? <laughs> if they are on ProVigil, the answer would be Nothing. nothing. But I'm as alert as a mofo, bro. <laughs> or bro. Yes, we we've, we've our report from uh, two shows ago. Provigil keeps you awake, but you learn nothing, uh, as opposed to Adderall, which makes you learn like crazy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> At least that's what some of these. This is our. That's it for our no agenda tests. chemical test. Some of the drug testers out there. Uh, Dwayne Deming, uh, three thirty-five. Now, is this a bigger note? His long day's journey to be a knight. Ho ho ho! Uh, Wait a especially uh, here in Alaska. Do we have a knighting? No, we don't. No, have, no. Okay, no, right. no. He no. No, no yes. Yeah, so okay. We'd be a black knight if we missed him. Mm -hmm. Jason Doolin, three thirty in Lost Wages, Nevada, three thirty-three, thirty-three. Uh, short time boner, first time donor. Please deduce. Yeah. Only been listening since Christmas. I finally decided to donate because Adam no longer begs like a bleeding twat. 
His whining voice has been a problem this spring. Really? When was this? I don't know. And I beg like a... Oh, we had it. We had a bad... It was in February or when Mary had that bad, really bad... You were you were upset. Yeah. I think that's what he's talking well, about. Well, how about maybe... It was a time ago. Maybe I was broke? Would, would that have something to do with it? Could be. Could be, yeah. Please give a karma shout to my walrus buddy, buddy Kyle Rogers in Lost Wages. He is the worst golfer ever. I hope my lessons <laughs> to help him. This is a... Very, very. Jason is a very forwardly um, aggressive person here. Mm -hmm. Please whoop the elites with the Constitution. Give all the slaves around the world a karma shout out. So give them a, a de douching, uh, de douching, and a karma, and then we can do a whooping later. Douchebags. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was totally. Sorry, Jason. I slipped. I slipped. <laughs> You've been de douched. You've got. Andrew Largeman. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be Largeman. No. <laughs> I wonder what that was like in cool in school. Oh really? It was Largeman. It's gotta be Largeman. Large man. There's no I, I, don't I, like, think anyone... I like large man. I like large man, too. He's in Taiwan. <laughs> he will be the knight of the large man. <laughs> be in Taiwan is where he is. Oh, I've been okay. listening since 2009. The show is a big part of my life, and I like that if he's in Taiwan, I think it's great. You should get other Taiwanese to listen. Many speak English. I almost donated uh, two years ago when Adam went through a phase where he would sing along to every jingle. What is the one that we talked about That's earlier? the one, yeah. Which irked me to no end. I was going to be an executive producer so I could tell Adam to shut up during the jingles. <laughs> But he stopped singing before he actually donated. Uh -huh. This time, he, 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 the show changes. Yeah, it does. This time, my beef's with John. Oh, no. John, please make your opening intros longer. <laughs> there have been too many zingers at the end of the opening intro. I don't know what he means by that. What uh, do you no, think I that think means? it means that there's a hole after uh, in the second part. So uh, it's like I, I do like, uh, you know, coming to you from the Travis Heights, blah, 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 In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And then you go. And yeah. I'm John C. Dvorak. Right. And then I start, whenever you're done, I start the. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. And then this bit here. See, there's still oh, something left little, over. Yeah, that's what he means. Pops at the end. Yeah. A little uh, hole. A little, you, you leave some space. It's unprofessional radio uh, pronouncicator behavior. You need to fill uh, the, fill it sounds the sloppy, he says. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I think I like it actually. It's got a lot of. It's your life. style, man. I like it. It's your style. You do what you. To all the boners do. out there, it's never too late to start supporting the best podcast in the universe, and we agree with him on that. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Sir Frank Ashenstadt, three thirty-three. Ah, uh, John and Adam, it's been a while since my last program. Why is this thing like so jammed on here? I wonder. The spreadsheet. Well, it, Eric's it got a different way of doing it, but I I actually kind of like his way of doing the spreadsheet. Well, he's in Armandale, Victoria. I wish I prefer the the cities to be over on the left, not the right. Okay. Well, you know, you can you can the cool thing about the I know I can change it myself. You can configure it. It's really, it's amazing it's unbelievable. technology. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> it's really great stuff we developed. It's been a while since my last producer level. Uh, yeah, but I just opened it. I'm not going to start dicking with it now. He's on an 11-11 donation thing, but his upcoming federal election in Australia is as good a time as any to further support the best podcast. In the universe, seems like politics in Australia are heading the same way as the USA, incredibly short-term thinking and mainly negative. The attitude seems to be, if you think we're bad, look at the other side. Great lesson to be teaching people on how to be a winner. Not. 
<laughs> I got better to donate than to have the government take my money and waste it, which seems to be the only thing they can do. Can I get an LGY YGK? Uh, keep up the fabulous work at its at keep up the fabulous work. It's inter- as ever listened to the stutter, and I'm getting it. Keep up the fabulous work. It's entertaining, informative, and unique. Regards, Sir Frank Agenstadt, Armadale, Melbourne, Melbourne. So he wants yes. an LG. Now I got it. Well, I, ex- I had not heard the uh, the jingle referred to as uh, a YGK. Yeah, I know. I, I like it. I like it. So LGY. Wow! YGK. You've got karma. That is a great hashtag. LGY. LGY. YGK. Now I'm stuttering. Yeah, well. Thank you very much, uh, Sir Andrew. Appreciate uh, it. Catherine Hammond, meanwhile, from uh, Summer Washington. Uh, Sir Sumner, Frank. Washington. I'm sorry. Sir Frank. I'm sorry. Sir Frank. Sir, Sir Frank. Frank. Yeah. It came with 222. Love the show. My son hit me in the mouth with it about a year ago. <laughs> I would l- like to clarify how schools work as a propaganda agent. Oh. It all comes from legislation. I'm a high school teacher of almost 20 years. I'm also a researcher on many things nefarious. So I naturally looked into why I have to teach what the district mandates, which, by the way, we can do a whole show on this. Oh, yeah. In Washington State, the curriculum. This is a scholastic episode, which you've been putting together for three years now. I'm almost done. (laughs) In Washington State, the curriculum for all public schools is legislated as it supports the many state test students must take to gauge their learning, which leads to English, math, and science tests that are graduation requirements. Teachers do not decide to make slaves out of students. The legislature does. The legislature also decides on how many fire drills, lockdown drills, earthquake drills, and layhard drills. Wait, what's a layhard drill? You can look at it. You look, check the book of knowledge while I continue. Okay. I don't know either. Uh, must endure each, they must endure each year. <clears throat> the Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction, led by the legislature, also tells schools that when public health scare training, bullying training, and sexual harassment training needs to be taken by teachers, but really it's propaganda training. Our new teacher evaluation system, the TPEP, Teacher Principal Evaluation Project, which I believe was instituted to surpass the teachers' union, which legislated and can be traced back to the horrible think tank in D.C. Can't think of it now. Uh, could be any number of them. The key here is to look <clears throat> at who is sponsoring the legislation instead of just blaming teachers for making slaves of our children. Perhaps we should all dig a little deeper to see who's really behind it all, find the sponsors and associates of the legislation, and all will be revealed. So hey. she's caught. Calling us the task. Lehar. Lehar. And, and if you do Lehar drill, you'll see that it's uh, the giant voice system goes off. And it's, uh, we have a Lehar drill. You're not hearing that, John, but I did echo. Yeah, I'm assuming. Lehar is a type of mud flow or debris flow composed of slurry. Ooh. A slurry of pyroclastic material, rocky debris, and water. The material flows down from a volcano, typically along a river valley. So Washington State, we'd have what what would cause lehar there? Uh, well, if you're on the side of a hill or something, just a hill slight so collapsing. Lehar is a Japanese word that describes <laughs> volcanic mud flows or debris flows. Oh, there's also volcanoes in Washington. Okay, there you go. So it's it's muddy waters. Wow. Mount St. Helens. Yeah, yeah we learned something. Well, Catherine, we, we, we now 
understand. She was a little, I have to say, Catherine, B minus, a little wordy. <laughs> a little toothy. <laughs> and a couple of sentences were, could be. And think tank, I believe, is underlined in my spreadsheet, so I think it is hyphenated. Well, it was probably one of the. <laughs> Omega Project, $222.22. The devil's disease finally took my dad after nine very difficult years. Oh, no agenda spent my diversion of choice for many of those years, and I thank you both. That's Alzheimer's. Is that the devil's disease? All right. Well, we hope you stick with it. And, uh, um, yeah, sucks. Yeah. There you go. Let me take a quick look here and see if. One more. Mr. Arcand. Uh, no, you never sent. I don't have a note here from him. From William? No. No. Okay, back down here. Uh, William Arcand, uh, $222, uh, no note. Uh, and John uh, White, $200.02, having only been a listener for four months, I was unaware that the feds were already peeking at my Gmail account for after 180 days. Can you enlighten me on more of this 180-day rule? Uh, and some shut-up slave, I'm the Attorney General Karma, Dr. Sharkey, Sir Dr. Sharkey. You know, Sir Dr. Sharkey keeps asking for that, but I don't actually have a clip of the Attorney General saying I'm the Attorney General because it's not clippable. It's like a whole. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, where, I remember it, too, you know. Yeah. But I do have, of course. Shut up, slave. You've got karma. Got that for you, sir, sir Doc. Thank you. And the one I, I sent him a note. I, I personalized the response about the 180 day thing and explained it as best I could. It's, it's essentially it's, uh, a, your mail's abandoned. Yes. Uh, you've abandoned it if you left it on somebody else's server for over yeah. 180 days. Yeah, it's like, it's like leaving a couch out in front of the house. After a certain time, it's just, it's everybody's it's couch. There. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go to change the pop mail, download everything off those servers, and then keep it on your own computer if you want to keep it for archive purposes. Uh, just get it out of there, and uh, hopefully Google will erase it eventually. They usually do after six months. Please, they do not. Kent, uh, Austin Voss, also no note, uh, from Calgary, Alberta. And by the way, uh, John White is, or Dr. Shark, he's in Jackson, Tennessee. Kent O'Rourke, uh, Frostburg, Maryland, just checking in some value for value. Adam and John, the last couple of weeks have been some of the best shows, and it would be a crime not to donate to the best podcast in the universe. Thank I also you. believe it takes me to the Baron level. Ooh. If my accounting is correct, and he's got all the numbers, so he's not oh. going to be the Baron of the Potomac Highlands. Okay, hold on. I, see, this is not in the notes. Uh, I know Eric is catching up on everything, but I need to have these changes, title changes, because they, they do go into these show notes. So it's Sir... It's Sir... Kent. Sir Kent. All right, Sir Kent. Oh, I just got to. I want this is important. Baron Kent, of the Potomac Highlands. Baron of the Potomac Highlands. Great, fantastic, good work, good work. Our map is filling out nicely for the apocalypse. <laughs> and that'll be our uh, executive producers and associate executive producers saving the day again yes. for this Sunday, uh, six sixteen show five twenty two with two five twenty two members. Want to thank them and everyone else who's donated. It really helps us a lot. And uh, remind you to go to dvorak.org slash na channeldvorak.com slash na or noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com. Should be a donate button on those two pages because we do have Thursday coming up and we'd like to uh, continue on doing the show the way we're doing it. Also, a uh, huge thanks to all of our artists uh, who always are uploading uh, episode album art at noagendaartgenerator.com. Thank you, Pay, Papa Alpha Yankee Pay, for the uh, album art for episode 521. Two quick PR mentions. One is the noagendacd.com um, 
website, noagendacd.com, if you haven't seen it before, you can go to the site, download a zip archive, which has essentially a whole CD. It has the album artwork, the artwork for the CD. You can burn your CDs, stick the labels on, you're good to go. Uh, I distribute these things all over the place. I I don't need any more because I still have a huge box. It's, It's, you know, there's too many for me to even hand out. Uh, but now there's a podcast version. Now, this is, I'm very excited about this for a number of reasons. Uh, and it's in iTunes, so you can find it there. Uh, so essentially, all these little clips, all these super zingers, all these great ones, these 30 second, one minute, minute and a half things that really catches people's attention where they go, Yeah, I think I should listen to this show. I've seen it work. This is now a podcast. The best thing about it, if you go into iTunes and you look for the podcast No Agenda CD, he has taken the NPR artwork and used that. So instead of you know the little boxes, John, the NPR, it's like in a blue, a white, and a red box. So that says ITM uh, instead of NPR. And then the... the Huge. Yeah, it's, and, and, and if, you, if you look at all the NPR podcasts, it looks just like an NPR podcast. I don't know how he got away with Wait it. Wait until the lawyers come and knock in and we say, <laughs> I don't know, I we don't have know. nothing to do with it. No, I had nothing to They'll do. They'll never find him iTunes, uh, well, you know, we have friends over there at the iTunes store, so I'm sure that they went, oh, geez, look at this. Oh, did you see it? No. No, I didn't see it. Just crazy no agenda producers again. I don't know what's going on. Dvorak.org slash N-A. One more thing. Um, I think there's still a few left. Um, he needs to, he has a very limited edition of, I think he was only doing 200. Eric the Shill, uh, who was, uh, of course, uh, helping out the not, you know, not only with the, uh, uh, with all of the producer uh, tracking now, but also with the uh, with the 33 bags, and he has noagendanation.com. He's got this handmade constitution that uh, people who are really into it, like me, uh, I'm probably I'm probably going to order one. Uh, just just because I don't know, it's 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 so kooky. It's <laughs> I kind of like it. Does he make these in the shed in the back, John, with like leather and woodworking tools and stuff? Is he like hammering these together himself? I you have to ask him. I know it's a very elaborate product, right? So, uh, but anyway, I, I wanted to plug what he's doing there because I think it's pretty cool, and he's helping us out. And believe me, not getting rich off of doing this stuff. And of course, you can always go out there and help us by propagating the formula. Is this? We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Okay. So I have a bunch of directions we can go today with my clips. Uh, I've got some stuff on the Snowden and it being smeared, which is predictable. Mm, I have I have a thought on all that, on the Snowden stuff. Oh, okay. Well, let me play these clips. Yeah, do that. And but then I'd but first, to... let me get a little background. I'm, you know, There's been a couple of whistleblowers in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the NSA, and one of them was a 40-year veteran, one was a 30-year veteran. We heard speeches from the William Binney guy yeah. who gave the speech, and he said, never talk to the FBI. And they, he, he, went, he says he did nothing wrong. I'm, I'm going to reiterate what he said. He did nothing wrong. He went through all the whistleblower channels, followed the book. And they tried to, uh, they tried to put him in jail for life, or, or, and they called him a traitor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jay Kirk Weeby was another guy I don't have any clips from, but I heard him recently. He was another guy who found that the uh, 
And he apparently bumped heads with Hayden. Yeah, he, and Hayden, he, he blew the whistle on uh, torture. Yeah. Yeah, waterboarding specifically. Yeah. And he followed, he did the same thing, went through all the channels. Oh, you know, did let everything go this certain way and all the rest. And, you know, and then they tried to arrest him and throw him in jail for the rest of his life and call him a traitor. And he it was on a talk show recently, and I was listening to him. It was a day, it was a, during the day on the radio driving. And this guy's on, and he says, but isn't, well, isn't he in jail? How, how could he be on the radio? Isn't he? No, he got he, off, out. Oh, okay. They're all out. Oh. But they can't get jobs, and they can't work for the agency, and they still bitch and moan about the fact that they were right about one thing or another. Right. Which And these are illegal activities the way they <laughs> saw minute, it. Wait a minute. That's almost like doing a podcast. Yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing. So we're, so Weeby says, uh, well, one of the things you're going to watch, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to they're gonna falsely accuse him of everything. They're going to call him a traitor, and then they're going to smear him. He says, just watch, and they'll, you'll see all these things. So I've been listening carefully to see when the smearing is going to begin, because I think, you know, smearing people is and, and let me say right entertaining. Up, let me say right off the top, I feel that having a hot girlfriend who's a pole stripper, that's not smearing. That's like, that's upping the guy. Well, so that to me is like slam dunk, go Snowden. Well, yeah, but that's not where the public is getting. The no, public duh. is going. <laughs> duh. The public is going to get. Here, here are the two guys that were on the, one of the committees. <sighs> these two do. Uh, these guys are bad. One of them is uh, the hell's his name? Mike Rogers is a terrible person. He's the intelligence committee chairman, and then the of the Senate, and then the uh, this horrible guy, a Rosenberger, Rupersberger, Democrat from Maryland, who is just. Just an a-hole. And uh, here they are. Here, now, here's how they're going to smear the guy. Let the smears begin clip. Okay, here we go. Attention. There is a long list of questions we have to get. Now, this is which hearing exactly? This was, what, this was the closed hearing that we don't know anything about. But these guys came out afterwards and they started oh, right. yakking about right, one thing. Right, right. Yeah, this was where uh, uh, Admiral, a, Admiral Major General... Uh, Carl Alexander uh, spoke uh, confidentially with uh, with the senators. Correct? I I guess I, they didn't say much about the thing. That, but this is just a smear. Okay, but this is not the closed hearing. This is no, no. This is these guys talking to a press talking, conference. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Get answered about does he have a relationship with a foreign government? And is there more to this story? I think there's questions that have not been answered on that. Uh, we're also looking at internal controls to make sure that uh, if something was missed here, how we make sure that something doesn't get missed in the future. So we're using this as an opportunity to make sure that we're better prepared to stop something like this in the future, even though we've made big strides in this kind of thing. Uh, but this is, A, incredibly damaging, uh, and B, uh, I, there should be no notion in anyone's mind that this person is a traitor to the United States of America, uh, and he should be punished with by the full extent of it. And let me say something more about Snowden. Snowden is, some people are saying that he's a hero. He's broken the law. We have, we have law. laws in the United States for whistleblowers and for people that think there's an injustice being done. All he had to do is raise his hand. Could go go to, <laughs> to go the bathroom. Uh, the authorities, the whistleblower law. He is protected. He Hold he on chose a second. To go to <laughs> hey, hey, he's not protected. No. Talk to Benny and Weeby. They're not protected. This guy's this this Rupersberger is a total douchebag for saying this. He knows what happened to these other guys who went through channels. They got screwed. 
And so this guy is a, you got to play the douchebag thing when this Rupertsburg Yeah, of finished. course, of course. Of China, course. a country that's taking, uh, cyber attacking us every single day, taking billions of dollars worth of, of, of American business. Wait a minute. Stop the presses. You mean those Chiners are stealing from us? Them's fighting words. Uh, data. And, and yet there are people out there that are saying that, that he is a hero. He's not a hero based on the evidence that I have. He needs to be held accountable, just like everybody in the United States needs to be <laughs> held accountable for their actions, and they will go through the proper process. But Okay, John, let's, let's, let's just do a quick, before we finish this clip, just so we understand, we've got to put some context to it. You're a whistleblower. Now, what are you supposed to do? Go through channels no, and no, no, follow raise, the rules. No, raise your hand. Oh, raise your hand. Hello. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. And we hope that, that Hong Kong and China will work with us to bring back someone who has broken the law and could put us at great risk and lives in the United States with our allies at great risk. And, and i got to tell you, i got to tell you, I, I hope that we don't decide that our national security interests are going to be determined by a high school dropout who had a whole series of both <laughs> academic troubles <laughs> and employment troubles. Uh, we better ask I'm a lot harder troubles. questions about who he is and what his motives were uh, fully yeah. uh, and what access he had to information before we draw the conclusion that this guy was doing something positive. Yes. There you go. Douchebag. Hey, this, this guy had school problems. His school problem was <laughs> he quits high school to join the special force, to join the armed forces because oh, oh, oh. he felt that he needed to serve his country. That was his school problem. I, I, do I don't know what his employment problems were. I do need to say one thing about the the, the JSOC or whatever because I got a note from uh, just, this. It pertains to what you just said. Adam, I'm one of those listeners. You love someone who was on the inside, who saw the light. I was with JSOC with the 75th Ranger Regiment. Worked as a security contractor in Iraq and was a contractor teaching the military how to protect themselves from brown people attacking subs and ships. Snowden was not special forces. The 18X program was created after 9-11 to allow anyone off the street to attempt to make it into special forces, into a special forces unit. As long as you pass the ASVAB test with a high enough score... Uh, you get a chance to try. He was probably an E1 private on his first training jump when he busted his legs really bad, and that was medically discharged. The kid, this kid isn't, this is when we're talking about him going to your theory to whack Julian Assange. He says, this is not what he's trained. <laughs> he's not trained <laughs> to whack Julian Assange. So, uh, But well, anyway. Well, yeah, no, he's still working. No, no, but this is why we're the best podcast in the universe, because we, do have, we have people who, us. like, yeah, write us this stuff. All right, sorry, you continue. Anyway, so that so we go from there, and there's you know they give him the smear, and that's fine. He's a lousy kid. He's a piece of crap. He's a traitor, and all the rest of it. <laughs> so we got we got that out of the way. So meanwhile, you should go through channels, yeah, go through channels, you see. And when we get beaten up by China, it's going to be this guy's fault. Yes, of course. Now mm. we looked at the four slides, mm -hmm. and I, and I've got some thoughts on this because. Mm -hmm. I was wondering exactly Nat Nadler this. Uh, the, Congressman from Manhattan, he's the Manhattan guy, and he, by the way, he looks a little bit and talks a little bit like George Costanza, which is a little <laughs> bit disturbing. Uh huh. But he's got he is asking wow. hard questions because Mueller came up for a big right. meeting or the FBI oversight, yeah. you know, yeah. committee from yeah. the Congress, which yeah. is one of the subcommittees. Yeah, he, I think he did pretty good. I, it was that was a fun. Oh, you joust. didn't hear enough of it then because he got r rocked. 
by a number of people. But this one here, he, he avoided answering this question. In fact, he obfuscated the answer in some other thing. And in the answer here, by the way, I think there's something important to note. But this is the Nadler number one. Uh, I'm going to play two clips from Nadler, and and the uh, they're both great questions. But play the first one, which is the process – no, no, I'm sorry. Play the second one, Nadler 2. This is the one that directly relates to what we just heard insofar as what w- we thought, too. You've got those four slides. What's on there that's such a big deal? He asks. We have heard from Director DNI Clapper of the terrible, horrible damage to national security done by, um, what's his name, Snowden, by releasing this information. I'd like you to comment on that. I don't understand how national security was breached. We knew publicly from 2006 at least, uh, from the report in, in the USA Today in May 11, 2006, about the, uh, uh, basically the, the existence of a massive NSA database of metadata, of metadata from domestic phone calls. That was reported back then. We debated it in this committee and on the floor of the House uh, in connection with reauthorization, I believe, in 2012 and in 2000. Uh, Eight, at least several times. So that was known publicly. The only thing that was not known, as far as I can tell, that was revealed was the specifics of that court order, um, which tell us nothing other than what was already public, plus you can have it for whatever length of time it was. And even uh, the stuff about uh, Section 702, we debated that at length in the FISA Amendments Act debate a couple years ago. So that was pretty known. The only thing that may not have been known is the exact technical capabilities. But my assumption, and tell me why you think this is not correct, is that any any terrorist or would-be terrorist with half a brain in his head (laughs) would assume... This is the question everybody's asking themselves. Who has a half a brain themselves? All electronic communications are vulnerable. And- Ahmed, you mean they're, they're tapping the Gmails? No. Al-Wakbar? Maybe, and maybe uh, a subject to interception. And how does what, uh, what's his name just released, uh, add to that assumption? Or change that assumption. Well, and let me address the last point first, because I often hear it that any uh, terrorist who has a, a, a brain would figure it out. The fact of the matter is, they're terrorists and they're terrorists. And I can speak generally, but I cannot go. <laughs> wait, wait, let's write this down. I want to make sure I got that, John. Did he say there are terrorists and then there are terrorists? Yes, there are okay. terrorists and then there are terrorists. Oh, okay. I want to make sure we're talking about the right terrorist here. I'm Sounds time. like a law firm. The fact of the matter is they're terrorists and they're terrorists. Right. And I can speak generally, but I cannot go into some of the more details as to specific harm to national security. But I can tell you every time <laughs> that we have a leak like this. And if you follow it up and you look at the intelligence afterwards, there are persons who are out there who follow this very, 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 very closely. And they are very, looking very, very. for ways around uh-huh. One of the great vulnerabilities that terrorists understand is their communications and they are consistently looking for ways to have secure communications and any tidbit of information comes out in terms of our capabilities and our programs and the like they are immediately finding ways around it and if we lose as we uh, one of my problems is that we're going to lose because we've got uh, chat uh, voice a number of other things lose our uh, our ability to get uh, their communications we are going to be exceptionally vulnerable are you going? I think you're coming to the same conclusion I am about what this, what is really going on here. 
Well, I'm not going to. I'm sure you're not coming to the same conclusion because I listened to this clip. For one thing, I think is a good question. What is so bad about those four slides? Uh-huh. And everyone gets so worked up about it. So I figure there's. So I'm thinking. I'm looking back on this, saying there's got to be something in those four slides, some piece of information that was completely unknown and caught everyone by surprise that wouldn't have been known if it wasn't for the release of these slides. And I'm thinking, what is the big surprise in there? And I, he gave it away with the very end of his thing there where he says, he says, he uses the words chat VoIP. He said that as soon as I said, I said, then what's the big surprise in those slides? Pal talk. Who knew that pal talk or whatever that one service is that no right, one uses? Right, right, right. Is, it was the giveaway because that's probably because there's no other reason for that being on there. Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, Pal Talk or whatever was yeah. it? Pal Talk. Yeah, Pal Talk. Yeah, I'm convinced that this was the that was the one little tidbit because I think the terrorists were big on Pal Talk. Well, Skype is also included in there. That, yeah, but Skype was expected. I would right. expect to see Skype. I would expect everything on there. Nothing surprised me except yeah, Pal Okay, talk. but I mean, all right. Can I can I take this ball for a second? Go for, go. Okay, with it. I'm seeing it a little different. I'm looking at the numbers. Last night, uh, by the way, that we had there was another dinner. Now this now normally I don't do I don't go out and party on school nights. So I worked all day yesterday from like one in the afternoon until the dinner. And uh, now this of course is a dinner here in Austin, so you can imagine. Uh, and and we'll talk about some of the subjects from that dinner later. That's very important. Um, but even if you look at the numbers, at the statistics, what is happening here is this is being used. This And I think there was a setup involved, and I think I can point to it. This is being used to show two things. One, that uh, it, these are important programs that... And you have to remember, John, we're, this is the No Agenda show. You and I are freaking smart. And our, our producers, our listeners, are smart, and they see through it. But most people will listen to, here's um, Carney, Spokeshole Carney, when he's being asked uh, about two things. One, about the programs, which, of course, have protected us, saved us from dozens, dozens of attacks, and um, uh, how whistleblowers are bad. So I think what is taking place here, if you look at the polls, Sixty-one percent of Americans think think that these programs are good because they are buying into the meme of trading a little bit of your privacy for your security. That's what this is about, and I think I can prove it was a setup. But first, let's listen to uh, the true talking points coming from the the, the horse's mouth himself, so to speak. Uh, Representative Peter King has said that he believes that Glenn Greenwald should be prosecuted. Uh, for his leaks. Does the president share that view, first of all? And secondly... Hold on, stop, uh, stop, stop. It's something I wanted to mention in one of the shows previously because it came up in one of the clips, and I'm going to mention it now so we can listen to this clip with this context. Where is wanton publishing? Remember that one? Mm Mm-hmm. Where they were going to accuse the person... Oh, it's coming. It's coming. wanton publishing. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. And, and, And that will be part of podcasting if you just... Will you know? Like I just read an email from someone who used to be joint special operations right. voice. Wanton publishing. Wanton publishing. I can be arrested for that. Boehner today said that he's surprised the White House has not spoken out more forcefully in defense of the program and explaining more forcefully uh, why it's necessary. Wow. Would you just react to that? 
Now, and this, of course, is not at all a setup question. Do you think? Do you think these are these are scripts or any in any way, John? They could well, be possible. Well, it depends. On, she used to be in the girls' softball team. Oh, I okay. University. <laughs> well, I think you heard the president speak about uh, his views on the program and the necessity of the programs. The necessity, John. Necessity of the program. Question here, and the necessity to have necessity. such programs uh, in place. In order to protect our national security, and I oh, protect the national security. Who? So it's not. It's just, by the way, that's a weird thing to say. We have national security now. We got to protect the security. Hmm. I think you heard uh, the president make clear that he believes that the in in the the trade offs that we have to make uh, to pursue our security uh, and protect our privacy. Uh, we have found through the system we have, the right balance. Balance! It's the right balance! But he understands that others may have a different opinion and that the debate uh, about that is uh, an important one. It's an important debate. It's a debate. On the issue itself of uh, the necessity of these programs, the president agrees with... Necessity again? uh, General Alexander, uh, the head of the NSA who spoke uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill uh, about the programs uh, under Sections uh, 215 and 702. Now, remember, we have, for years, we've been running Section215.org. You remember when the Patriot Act got re-upped, we opened a website, Section215.org. This is how long we've been on this stuff. And how they have helped thwart dozens of attacks. In fact, I just renewed the website. <laughs> There's the dozen. Uh, and no, he used uh, two examples that have been declassified, and I think it's important. Now, it's important. Pay Director attention. Clapper mentioned them as well. No, uh, woo. Uh, there was a plot to attack the New York City subways. Now, <clears throat> they om- omit a couple of important pieces of information about these two attacks. The first one is this uh, New York City subways. In early September of 2009. And- Do you remember this uh, particular attack, John? Because most people don't... Uh, Really take no, the time. This was the guy. They nailed him because they had security footage of him getting. Uh, um, this the guy in the, in in the, the beauty, beauty shop. In the beauty shop. Yes. Yeah. With never, the phony footage of him loading up some black guy, remember loading this? up with peroxide. Yes, do you remember we were like laughing at this story? It was so obviously fake, and we were like, "Why did this?" Do you recall all this? Like, why did it happen? He was from Colorado, and he drove to New York, and yeah, it was, the whole thing was just filled a- with holes. Filled yeah. with holes. This thing was while monitoring the activities of Al Qaeda terrorists in Pakistan. Woo! Now that's different, by the way. If you're listening to some. Some brown people in Pakistan. Okay, you know, that's what you do. You kill them anyway, so that's fine. That's, you know, fine. The NSA noted contact from an individual in the U.S. that the FBI subsequently identified as Colorado-based Najibullah Zazi. Hey, everybody. My name's uh, Colorado-based Najibullah Balibullah Zazi. I like beauty products. The U.S. intelligence community, including the FBI and NSA, worked in concert to determine his relationship with al-Qaeda. I love how he reads from his points here. This is just, he's so smooth, he just slickly goes into it. Then he goes into the David Headley thing. So I don't want to play the rest of that. Now, this is, this is the true, these are the true talking points. So it is necessity, these necessary programs, it is a necessity. The balance, it's the right balance has been struck between 
giving up a little bit of our privacy and our freedoms for some security. Uh, let's go to the McLaughlin Group, which is, uh, you know, I'd say another highly scripted. We know it's highly scripted program. We, we know from producers we that from work there that everything, it's actually scripted. It is a scripted program. Mort uh, Zuckerman, he lays out the talking points you're going to hear everywhere now. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it is disgusting. I don't feel that my privacy has been violated, okay? Well, I would feel that my privacy had been vi violated if I was in a subway and the goddamn thing, uh, and the thing blew up. Okay, <laughs> oh, sorry. We're have to, yeah, to I don't have to. It just show. came out, you know, yeah, why I get <laughs> Well, right. so so safety rules. Well, yeah, well, well, of course. Of you, course. you want to change the whole mood of this country? Change. Have a couple of terrorist attacks that go off without the ability exactly. to You're stop so them. You're so trusting. Yeah, there you go. By the way, this is the same guy who lost most of He's a rich, rich, rich person. Lost most of his wealth and most of his friend's wealth. Because he was caught up in, he was a big buddy of Mad uh, Ber Bernie. Bernie Madoff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so that's so we're dealing with a guy here who has judgment issues, right? But do you hear everyone laughing? Oh yeah, no, they it's think hilarious. this is hilarious. Okay, now yeah, no, this is very sickening. Let us listen just for a moment because, of course, you know, um, if if any country is a little ahead of us in the New World Order, shut up, slave, that would be our very own Gitmo Nation East, known as the United Kingdom, where it's gotten so bad now the hookers can't even get a thirty thirty dollar gig. So, Mister Haig. What's his name? Uh, Horatio Haig, the foreign, uh, the foreign secretary. He right, went that on, Baldy. The Baldy. He went on the BBC and he actually said the words that you do not want to hear anyone in government ever say. Intelligence gathering in this country by the United Kingdom is governed by a very strong legal framework so that we get the balance right between the liberties and privacy of people and the security of the country. Did you know about prison though? Well I don't, I can't ever confirm or deny in public uh, what Britain knows about and what Britain does for the obvious reasons. Once we start doing that on this or anything else then the terrorists we're trying to defeat, the foreign intelligence agencies we are competing with. Now just remember now, he's, this is the same talking points here, it's all part of the same system but he takes it one step further. Build up the picture of what we do. The net effect is if you are a law-abiding citizen of this ah. country, going about your business and your personal <laughs> life, you have nothing to fear. There you go. If you are a law-abiding citizen of this country and you're going about your business, you have nothing to fear. However, if you like to download weird porn, or if you are cheating on your wife or your husband, or if maybe you're cheating, uh, you're driving too fast, or you could be breaking the law in many ways, we will come down on you with a rat of God and chop your fucking balls off. Uh, nothing to fear about the British state or intelligence agency. Nothing at all to fear about the British state or the intelligence. Is no. Listening to your f the contents of your phone call. Not just, I'm sorry, I almost flubbed it there. Not listening to the phone, I mean the contents of your phone calls. calls. Or anything like that. Indeed, you'll never be aware of all the things those agencies are doing. No, you'll never even know they're doing it. <laughs> to stop your identity being stolen. Oh, they've been protecting you, protecting you. They haven't you. done a very good job of that even. <laughs> to stop a terrorist <laughs> blowing you up. Oh, 
you wouldn't be blown up by a terrorist. We have thwarted that many times. But if you are a would-be terrorist... Oh, then we're going to fuck you up, bitch. Or the centre of a criminal network, oh. or a foreign intelligence agency trying to spy on Britain, oh. you, you should be worried, because that is what we work on, and we are, on the whole, quite good at it. Yeah, it makes you throw up Meanwhile, by the way, so I lost... Uh, so I had a... $600 uh, stolen from my uh, mechanics bank account oh? through uh, a ring, apparently. Really? And what it is, oh, yeah, I know, that's the report. I think I probably lose wait, 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 wait. Through your debit card? Yeah. Then they, look, what, then they give that back to you? We've had that happen so many times? Yeah, they give it back to you. Yeah, right, okay. But, you, but it's like a process, and I, I say, oh, yeah. but this no. is this is yeah. an organized crime ring, and here's what, the, and I don't know, we, we have, Mimi has her theories, and I have my theories of where the card numbers were Well, stolen. first of all, it's the kids. The kids are doing this. They're, they're your kids. I mean, the kids are always responsible. My kids don't even know I have a card. <laughs> anyway, so the, the thing was that it all took place, unless my kids are living in Hemet, California. Possible. Which is, oh, I've had, this has been the same place that's happened to us. In okay. Hemet? Yes. Yeah, it's area. Been... a little area it's out, yeah. south of Bakersfield in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously a ring, and they got a card printing machine up because these cards are all obviously being run through stuff because it yep. goes to gas stations. Yep. And yep. they're, you know, they they're not giving them out. numbers. Yeah, they take money out. They, so they, they print the card. Mm -hmm. They get the number. They print a card. Yeah. They put your name on it or whatever, yeah. and then they use it on, in the gas ATM. stations. They, Walmart, six yeah. times in a row, $30, $30. 30 and they, yeah. they, nobody catches it. Nope. I, I was under the impression you'd catch these things based on the fact that these guys are buying tanks and tanks and tanks of gas. And, but sneaker, no, and sneakers it. and sneakers. Well, they didn't get the sneakers, but the, <laughs> did too much gas and too yeah. much Walmart crap, which could have been the sneakers. Yeah. And anyway, so this whole thing is – now – so we're listening to this guy go on and on and on about all this. Oh, we can do this. We can do that. Where? Why can't they stop these little simple criminal rings that are all over the place using the same technology? They can't. This is like this is an incompetent bunch of boneheads. And these guys who are the whistle, whistleblowers, by the way, for for the NSA some time back, both had better solutions to problems that were to to me mechanisms that weren't working. This is just a, a bunch of Nazis trying to listen in on our calls. <laughs> right. Well, let, let me let me make my final this point. This is becoming a blackmail state. They don't care about crime or terrorism. They care about blackmail. They care about yes. stock tips. Yes. That's what you use this information yes. for. And and this away. and I believe, John, and I'm about to roll out the what I think is proof or evidence that this particular uh, case. Which I and I think we're all in agreement. It's like pff, whatever. Like like everyone on this show, everyone who listens to this show knows it's been going on forever. We've been and I would like to remind people we've been talking about the uh, the Second Street AT and T building almost since the inception of the No Agenda podcast and the whistleblower and Secret Wind or Trade Wind or Smelly Wind or whatever the program was called. The siphoning off, the splitting off of the fiber optics. You know, so you know, you don't please don't send me another link to security now. We know this. We've been. We know how this has been working forever. This is not a big surprise. This has been in the New York Times. It's been published everywhere since two thousand three. But what is happening here is the mood is being changed, and we are being told, as citizens, we are being told this is necessary to have this blackmail mechanism in place so that we can have total control over people. And I totally agree with you, John. And here's where I'm going to take it for you. Glenn Greenwald was set up for this. He was set up. And this is what everyone is missing. First of all, let's take a look at who got this. Who didn't get this story? New York Times. 
Why didn't Snowden go to the New York Times? Why did he only go to the Post and did he go to the Guardian? Well, you know what? He didn't. He went to Poitras. The woman who did the documentary, she brought the story to Glenn Greenwald and she brought the story to the Post. And there's a whole piece in the New York Times right now about this why they're saying, well, you know, uh, it's okay just as long as the information gets out. No, they would. They didn't want to be a part of this. And they weren't because they are the ones that are actually helping to propagate the meme of you need this and, oh, we should arrest the whistleblower. And this came up in 2000 last year at the Hope Conference where Binny, this other whistleblower, was asked a question and listen to this question. This is a year ago. Uh. For an absolutely incredible right. presentation and everything right. you've done. Thank you. Um, in February of 2011, a group of hacktivists associated with Anonymous cracked into intelligence contractor H.B. Gary's servers, and among the things they found were PowerPoint presentations describing mm-hmm. how H.B. Gary, uh, along with other intelligence contractors, uh, Palantir, You heard the name Palantir. This is 2011. Proposed to silence progressive voices like Glenn Greenwald, the salon.com. Okay. There it is. Anonymous, the hacktivist group, i.e. CIA, discovered some documents at H.B. Geary, this, you know, this incredible defense contractor who trolls social media, how they were going to discredit... Glenn Greenwald and other voices, including, of course, The Guardian and anyone else. So Glenn Greenwald, if you have been following John, which I think you have, has been defending his reporting. He is he is being smeared and he's got to cop cop to it pretty soon or he's going to go down in flames. He's going to beat he and The Guardian. They're going and they should. No, he doesn't uh, see he doesn't see it. No, he, I, I mean, no, I've no, watched he, do, him. he doesn't. I've see watched it. him on show after show defending himself. Yeah. And it doesn't appear to me that he sees this. But he, uh, this is great, by the way, because this also explains Peter King coming out of yes, the view, out, yes. out of the blue mm-hmm. and saying, oh, he should be arrested before, whatever, you know, this again, yep. this publishing, yep. Yep. wanton publishing. Wanton publishing. And so this was taking place in 2011. He was targeted. And they took this woman who they first gave half a million dollars to from the, what was it, the, which foundation was it, John? The, you know, the, she's a fellow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, and they're a media, they basically fund media. And it's interesting, by the way, you a little over, thing you're overlooking here, which you, which was in this report you've got, is that they transferred him from Salon to keep Salon out of the, out of the mess. Yes. To the Guardian, because the Guardian was a better target. Well, yeah, but also look who's behind the Salon. Salon right, is, have, is right, the guys Adobe. who are Adobe, which is the NSA. So, so that's why no, he that's had what to I'm go thinking. I think that's a little point you might want to yeah. add to your list. Yes, yes. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so, so Glenn, he is a schmuck. He's a total schmuck. And, this, and, and, and so now we kind of get to last night... Oh my God! I don't know if I can do it right now. I, I think we maybe we should maybe we should maybe we should wait for second half because it's like a whole. I'll need some energy. Well, let me take a little take a little bit of the pressure off by adding a couple of clips. Okay. Uh, there's one thing about this, and this is kind of backing up a little bit, but it's not completely. And this will be a Mike Rogers again, the guy who's smearing uh, San, Snowden, Adam Snowden. Sandberg, <laughs> Snowden. 
And uh, and Nadler again, who brought up something that was was then ro- rolled out and seen at some other places when they deconstructed what Nadler had to ask or what it was said. But th- I just want to play the Mike Rogers on numbers because I want to remind people that this is the this meme is such bull crap that I want to just I want to p- point it out by playing this play. We describe it. They collect uh, business meta. records, which is something called metadata, which is only phone number to phone number. Again, no names attached. It doesn't say Mike Rogers called Dutch Rupersberger. Doesn't no even addresses. do that. No addresses. Uh, the only closest thing you might get is a region of the country based on an area code. That's the closest you would get. And so some notion, and here's the thing, if you're going to connect the dots in anything like the Boston bombing to find out if there are other co-conspirators. If you're going to connect the dots on a 9-11 style event or and hopefully prevent a 9-11 style event, you have to have dots in the box in order to connect. <laughs> dots in the box. Dots in the box. You got to have dots in the box. Like, oh, now, here's, here's what here's what bothers I love that. I left it longer because that dots in the box was irresistible. Yeah. Anyway, okay, here's the deal. Oh, we don't. What's all we have is your. All we have is our just these vague phone numbers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You can do reverse searches on all these phone numbers on the internet. This is a phone number that's in a directory. This phone number is co- connected to you. It's your number. It's like your social security number. I have a phone number for my cell phone. I have a home phone number. When somebody says, "Oh, it's just a number. It's a vague number." Yeah. It's my number. Yeah. It does relate me. It's not bull crash. It's not, it's not, oh, it's not an anonymous number. It's a real number. And they're playing it up as though, oh, it's just a bunch of numbers. It doesn't mean anything. Just numbers. It's just metadata numbers. The number is you. Jesus. Hello, you're a number. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a number. Well, the, uh, me, and, me. and everyone buys into this. Metadata. Oh, you know, they don't know. It's just a number. John, hold on one second. Trade your liberty for some safety. <laughs> not, it's not, I don't know if it's catchy enough. Yeah, it could be. It needs a couple more. It <laughs> needs more. a couple more. Needs, needs, so meanwhile, so we go back to the uh, hearing with uh, Mueller. And by the way, I want you to do this exercise, everyone listening to the show. Mueller is really hey, are a you, dick. Up are you there. angry? Are you angry? No. Oh. Mueller's really, I don't care. Mueller, it's just a number. <laughs> we have no skin in the game. <laughs> Mueller, a, we, we don't. We have no. Mueller is a dick. No stake and in the game. He outside. is up there. He's He's got, by the way, the cadence of Napolitano. Yeah. There's a lot of this. That you, it's almost like a milieu, like a gay milieu. You know, when you get a bunch of gay people, yeah. a lot of times they pick up a kind of, they all start sounding like each other. It gets very gay sounding because yeah. well, of the well, overall ha- milieu. In fact, in fact, it happens to me. I start sounding gay when I'm hanging out with my gay friends. Well, I'd like to bring it to the show. Yeah. Anyway, so they all have this certain kind of a sound. But the other thing is, is this this arrogance of that Sheila, well, not Sheila Jackson, but that woman uh, who's the head of the EPA, uh, Lisa Jackson, who's Lisa who, Jackson, who's, who's, now, a, who's now at Apple, by the way. Yeah, rude <laughs> arrogance. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll ruin the. Company. Well, ac- actual, actual nose in the air. He, his nose during the whole thing. He's actually his nose is pointed up in the air. That's how yes, arrogant. And I want everyone to do this exercise because this is the look on his face. Drop your jaw so your your mouth's open a little bit, uh, uh down, and uh, uh kind of uh, open, uh, not fully open, but about half open, uh, 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 and then pull your chin back as far as you can. Uh, okay. And you got this kind of, uh, and but you, but now you have to have it's like it's like uh, the look is the look is not just a dumb look; it's, it's a, a b- fuck you look. 
It's like these guys, you know, whatever. What are you going to tell them? So anyway, that's what that's that's Mueller's I whole think, thing. I think it's he's actually, getting sick of this. I think it's a fuck and, you in the morning. He gets roll over the. He gets rack rack good. This is <laughs> Na- Nadler asking him a question. Nadler two, or I'm sorry, Nadler one. I guess. Yeah, Nadler one. Yes. Yeah. That uh, a dragnet subpoena for every telephone, every telephone record, et cetera, every email record. Although I know they don't do that anymore, but they could again tomorrow. Um, and they did do it. Uh, certainly makes a mockery of the relevance standard in Section 215. If everything in the world is relevant, then there's no meaning to that word. Now, some of us offered amendments to narrow that several years ago, and in retrospect, maybe we should have adopted those amendments. But that's no excuse for a misinterpretation of relevance to the point that there is no such meaning to the word. Now, secondly, um, under Section 215, if you've gotten information from metadata, and you, as a result of that, um, think that, gee, uh, this phone number, 873-whatever, um, looks suspicious, and we ought to actually get the contents of that phone, of that phone. Do, you, do you need a new specific warrant? You need at least a national security letter. All you have is a telephone number. You do not have subscriber information, so you need the subscriber information. You would have to get probably a national security letter to get that subscriber information. And to, and then if you wanted to do more, if you wanted to listen to the phone, then you have to get a special, a, a particularized order particularized from the FISA order. court directed at that particular phone of that particular okay. individual. Now, is the answer you just gave me classified? <laughs> is what the answer you just gave me classified in any way? I don't think so. Okay, then I can ask. Then I can say the following: We heard precisely the opposite at the briefing the other day. We heard precisely that uh, you could get uh, the specific information from that telephone uh, simply based on an analyst deciding that, and you didn't need a new warrant. In other words, that what you just said is incorrect. So there's a conflict. I'm not certain it's the same. I answered the same question, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Well, I asked the question both times, and I think it's the same question. Um, So maybe you'd better go back and check, because someone was incorrect. Uh, I will do do that. That that is my understanding of the process. Okay, I I, I don't question your understanding. It was always my understanding. First of all, congratulations. The great clip. Um, I had the same one, obviously, but you set it up perfectly. I do want to just play this little report that came out, 30 seconds, about that classified meeting, which was just blown blown open, blown wide open, because this is what happened. Everyone's backpedaling, trying to say it was a misunderstanding. He didn't know what he was saying. He was confusing. But how about that secret meeting, huh? Some details this afternoon from Facebook and Microsoft about their participation in the NSA surveillance plan. Facebook, the government data, Facebook says the government requested data from between 18 to 19,000 user accounts in late 2012. A tiny percentage of Facebook's one billion users. Microsoft says it received requests for data of a, from about 32,000 users. Both companies complied with those requests. And more than half of the United States Senate failed to show up Friday for a briefing by intelligence officials on the NSA surveillance controversy. The Hill reports the Senate had a short day Thursday and, quote, many lawmakers were eager to take advantage of the short day and head back to their home states for Father's Day weekend. Nor maybe we call that plausible deniability. I'm sorry, I couldn't make the meeting. Half 
Half of the U.S. senators did not go. This is funny because this the report I heard from, I think it was Feinstein when she gave her little press briefing, is that only about four people didn't show up. Half the U.S. senators did not show up. I think I think they were there and they said they weren't. Oh, that's possible, too. That's possible. Because there's your plausible denial. I wasn't there. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. As long as there's a report in the news, then it's all true. Yeah, so then they didn't show up. So now they've got their cover. Uh, Okay, right. Or as the Obama bot said last night at dinner, yeah, it hasn't been a good week for the president. Well, like we said about a month ago now, they're going to start piling (laughs) on, and it just hasn't stopped yet. It's getting to be very fun. Let's uh, let us please. Can we do donations and then uh, and then I? Okay, I got a couple more things we got to listen to, especially the grilling by Louis Gohmert. Of uh, Mueller, and also... Well, let's um, do it now. Let's do it now. This is, would you go, Mert? Well, no, let me... There's a bunch of them. They're kind of played in a certain kind of order. Okay. <laughs> but where is it leading? Because uh, what I, for me, we now know that they can listen in at any time. They're recording everything, scooping yeah, it all Yeah, we got... Up. Now we're getting... This is a different topic. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. We're moving Good. off to the oh, IRS okay. and some right. of the others. Oh, okay. All right. Is, is it really, truly new... Because I the have last to say, one, I'm no, getting these bored. are good though. These are great. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I'm just getting bored of the whole. Yeah, we're thing. Being dumb. I got the one last clip from this uh, wiretapping thing is Feinstein on right. Alexander on the attacks. We should know by Monday. Suppose just play this, and, and I'm going to challenge this. Did General Alexander characterize the attacks that were prevented? And when he says dozens, which he has said publicly, is he talking 24, 50, 100? Uh, what, what are you asking again? Doug, can, did General Alexander characterize the attacks that were prevented? Oh. And when he says well, he came he, out and said there were dozens, is he talking 24, is he talking 50, 100? He is going to, that information, he, he wants to be exact. They're more than you think. And we should have that shortly. He said Monday. Shut up! Don't ask questions! So, so for Monday, support, he wants to be exact. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. <laughs> We've been doing this show long enough that any time they, they, they set up some poor sucker yeah. to push a button and then they arrest him, they make big news out of it. So all these, all these <laughs> situations have been reported, and they generally have been publicized. No, and to no, death. no. These are the ones we couldn't tell you about because it was for your own good. Now we've got, and there's apparently more than you think, according to her. Dozens. And this guy doesn't even know the number off the top of his head. Why not? Because they're lying sacks. They're liars. They're all liars. And this is, but this is the horrible thing, John. This is, this is why I'm just like, whoa, okay. This is all being, people, people don't analyze stuff the way we do. They don't listen to things the way we do. They don't listen to this show, and they just and it's like, oh well, dozens. Are you crazy? I mean, there was this, the the subways could have been blown up. Well, I, 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 I you, you want it like Mort Zuckerman said right there. Oh yeah, I don't want to get blown up. Do you want to get blown up? That's what they're saying. They are now saying to people, if you don't want to get blown up, shut up, shut up, and that's why this is all taking place. It's it's. Horrible, and it's spreading. In the, yeah. in the UK, it's just like, don't you worry. 
You've got nothing to worry about. You're not doing anything wrong. citizen of an expired. No, we noticed you put you dropped a napkin and you left it on the ground. This is littering. Yes. Now we have to. Now we have your phone records. Anyway, let's thank a few people. Oh, well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not how it works. Oh, right. This is the this break. So we have a little intro. Well, first, piece of music. first, yeah, we do this. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. And before you start, I would like to mention um, that, again, this is how we uh, fund the operation here, which is John and myself, and we have some back office, which is our families, essentially. Um, just to show you how it works in the real big world, you have this thing called um, public media. And uh, in America, you have that. And uh, we have the National Treasure and NPR, our radio side, and we have PBS, the Public Broadcast System Television. And there's this, uh, uh, the News Hour, the McNeil, McNeil Lehrer News Hour. Used to be called it, that. Yeah, well, it's in big trouble now. It's in big trouble. I know, they laid off a bunch of people. And do you know why? In San Francisco, too. Do you no, know why? why? I uh, wondered why. Oh, well. Because at first I was like, wow, it's just hard times. Underwriting is down. Sponsorship, advertising, call whatever, whatever you, you want. Call it, yeah. yeah, whatever you want to call it. That's literally how they talk about it. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation withdrew their annual grant. That and was enough to shutter the place? Three and a half million dollars. Now, they've been running it. I've read this whole story. I've been through okay. this entire thing. So they... Um, they expanded their operations and started doing this global health watch. Uh-huh. When the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation came in with three point, I think it's three point two million dollars annually. So all they have to do is just throw in a report about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, shooting up some black kids in Africa with whatever phony baloney crap they come up with, and then they get their three million bucks. But some consultant came in. And when, uh, you know, cause they have, this is how the foundation works. They, they did a, a survey of the news hour and went, nah, no, we have to, no, no, it's not really working out the way we wanted it. So now they're coming up with a new show on PBS with an all new producer who was probably fucking the consultant. And, and so the $3.2 million is taken away. That show is gone. History toast done with. This is how these meetings work. It's like, Ah, oh, we need to get some fresh blood in. What do you think, Bill? I don't know, Malin. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a little bored with the show. Yeah, I'm bored too. Tell you what, let's let's have someone investigate it. And that's how journalism works. The, the philanthropic journalism. And it's over. It's screwed. Done with. That show is going off the air. They're replacing it with a new show, which will be completely what Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation want it to be. That's your news. Funded by a-holes. Who just want to propagate their message. What is that noise I keep hearing? Well, we have to definitely follow this story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the, the four. It's, um, what's I this? know they closed the San Francisco office, so they, everyone's done. Uh, I guess a, a couple other bureaus. Like they're shutting down the bureaus, and they're going yeah, to no, pare down. The, the title is Venerable Format of News Hour Struggles with New Era of Media. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This is a great show. This is the story. This, this is this and is, most objective observers, even though it's still left leaning because all media is, and it's been admitted John, to by the John. head of the Columbia School of Journalism in a speech. He said it, John. That is the title that I just gave you of the New York Times piece. 
Well, it's in their bed. Oh. NewsHour came under criticism in a confidential oh, May 2012 report commissioned by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, one of the program's major supporters in recent years, that concluded bluntly that the program needed to aggressively modernize news, ga- news gathering production. What? Are you telling me they're not on what? Final Cut Pro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, th- th- this is this is going off the air. This is going off the air. They're coming out with a whole new show. It's uh, it, it's, uh, it's already they're already producing it. They're this is a disaster. Pro- yes, and it's it's people with money can get anything done they want in media. Proof, fact. Wow. However. Best. This you is, had a clip on that. That had been clip of the day for me. Yeah, but th- but this is not how it works with our model. That's why here, outside consultants say uh, the confidential study from consultant Frank and Magid Associates. Who I d- I didn't do the work. I didn't have time to l- look into these a holes. But you, I guarantee you, he's screwing. Someone's fucking this guy who's going to be the new host or whatever. Concluded that viewers found the program smarter than other network news sources and appreciate appreciated. It's fairness, depth, original content, and overall sense of purpose. But they also felt that it doesn't excel for having reporters and personalities that viewers enjoy, finding it old-fashioned, slow-moving, and even boring. Well, let me tell you, I don't know about the so-called public sector, the public media, lying sack of underwritten commercial crap, but in my world, when someone says that about your show, you're fired! Uh, wow. Uh, viewers think it's a little old-fashioned, a little slow-moving. You're what fired. viewers? <laughs> the viewer. The viewer. I wa- <laughs> right. Hey. Hey, you're right. I watched that show. How come they didn't contact me? So they're fired. You're out. You're done. By the way, it costs $13 million a year to produce that. Yeah. I think they do a good job. I, think, I mean, most people think it's the most objective. Forget about and- it. It's over. And so now we can't even get here that. We're going to just get P- some sort of Fox-like PBS. thing or no, here CNN kind of crap. PBS could choose With not 3D to. 3D personalities. Hey, maybe I should apply. I've got a personality. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Can I be your sidekick? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm, I'm the wacky sidekick with Tourette's. All right. PBS could choose <laughs> not to re- renew the program's contract and find a new producer for the moment. PBS instead is investing $3 million in a new program called PBS NewsHour Weekend, anchored by Hari Srizivan, who's blowing somebody. Oh, oh, Har- that, oh that, wait. Is that one in Hari Srinivasan. He's on the show. Listen, a correspondent on the weekday program, and he's also the director of digital partnerships. Well, there it is. Oh, there's a It's a coup. Yeah, yeah there it is. There it is. There it is. This is how it works in public media. People with money can get anything done that they want. And and maybe they just didn't like the coverage of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But you, you go down Somebody that route. Somebody didn't like something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens. And that is why we chose for this model. Because it's the only, it uh, is the only all, way. We had too many people come up with, you know, you see this. Hey, uh, well, you know what we'd like to do? We're changing the way we're changing our direction. And, <laughs> I've heard I mean, that. So- did that with, I mean, I've had that done to me numerous times. And it's always like bold, just whole bold. It's just a lie because nobody yeah. has the guts to say, "Look, here's the way." If you had guts, you go, "Look, we don't like you anymore. Yeah. You're done. Get yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, you're boring. I want new friends. 
is suck. I need new people for my dinner um, for my dinners. It can't wow. be you anymore. And by the way, one, you know, we just thought it was a little boring. You know, someone, someone, like, oh god, it, it, I, it, I hate it so much because I've been through that loop. I've been through that. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's they. They said, uh, you know, there was a meeting yeah, up it's there. It's always they. they. There's some they there was, a, there. there was a meeting, you know, at the board level, and uh, it's out of my hands. I can't help it. You know, it's like really what it is. If either you cut your hair or, you know, I'm sorry. Cut <laughs> your hair. Yes, I've been told that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jake, you know that trademark of yours? Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want me to look like a penis? Hey, oh. G- hey Gene Shalott, <laughs> can you lose the mustache? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Oprah, can you be white? And thin. Exactly. No, it's not right. about that at all. All right. So, uh, yes, let's uh, thank some people. sidelight was depressing. Yeah. Well, Thanks no, it's that. not. It's not. It's, it, it, thank it, people here, and you give me that kind of thing. Makes, I mean, I use that. It's one of my sources. It makes me feel happy that we, okay, you know, we're not living it up, but, hey, we're living. And I'm very proud of that, and I'm proud of doing that with you, John Charles Dvorak. Your middle initial stands for cash. <laughs> Ezreal, the aerial guy, came in this week with 100, one, two, three, four, five, as a matter of fact. Mm. Listener from day one, producer, contributor once in a while. So give me a douchebag. Douchebag. And keep it rocking. <laughs> right on, man. Thank you, Ezra. <laughs> Uh, Steven Vanderhoff, a.k.a. the Count of the Count, uh, Count the Money. Count the Money. Count the Money. Uh, he just saw the Man of Steel. Here's some trivia. He says, "Question one: In the movie, how many years has Superman li- Superman lived on Earth? Answer: Thirty three. What does Superman take down at the end of the movie as a warning to be left alone? Answer: A drone. <laughs> yeah. Are we ahead of the curve or what? We yeah, actually cool. influence Hollywood with this show. Okay, so uh, uh, Sir Mark Wilson came in with $100 and uh, wants to get his ring, and he's worked about this. Of course, that we have because uh, he's in the U.K. It's, I'm yeah, they, sure steal, it. they it. steal it. They steal it. Oh, look at this. We'll get it to you, Mark, eventually. Uh, Chad, or Sir Mark. Chad Watson, $100. Christian Herzog, seventy three seventy three. is Sir Zog to you. That's right, 73s. Sh- and he's, by the way, KC9 is Kansas City 9 why join the YMCA? <laughs> God, it's not okay. Yankee Juliet Yankee. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael Shoemaker. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Excuse on. me. Yes, hold on. I mean, you didn't call for it. You just go right into it. 69, 69, dude. I know. And I'm getting parched already from mm. that yelling. Yes, I am. Michael Shoemaker, 6969. Tyler Oglesby, Pascal Shelfhout. And he's got a um, happy Father's Day to us and a two year anniversary coming up of something or other. He needs a de douching if you could give him one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> You've been de douched. Um, oh, by the way, the Tyler's uh, goes to his MILF. Oh, okay. Nice. James Durant, or Pascal Shelfhout is the last one. Uh, James Durante, a 6969. He's, oh, he's got the Father's Day shout out. Okay. It's, it's kind of hard to <laughs> Way to go, John. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Pascal. Or Durant. Durante. Sorry. You, Durant. We got a lot to do here today. Can you just okay, move okay. on? Okay, okay. Mag Litke, 6969. Stephen Webster, on. Daniel Henderson, um, R- R- Robert Clayson, Chad Biderman. Uh, Mark Fogwell, Brian Barrow. Biederman, Chad Biederman, I think, probably. 
Biederman. Could be yeah. Biederman. Fogwell yeah. says I sound desperate. <laughs> uh, the C stands for cash. Also stands for computer. By- Byron Barrow. And who, by Brian, the way, he's in, I want to mention where he's from. He's in Wooten Bassett. Yes, Brian Barrow. That's what I said, Brian. You said Byron. Brian Barrow and Wooten Bassett. Mm-hmm. Erica Langer, got a birthday coming up in San Francisco over here. Uh, uh, William Bauman, 6969. And, you know, we, he told us how to say his, this name, who enemy, who enemy, enemy, this port town in California. I'll get it next time. Ed Zolo, uh, he's putting this story. Everybody goes to knighthood, by the way. Uh, Chris Colbreth uh, and in Denver, and that is the 6969 Club. 6969, dudes! Uh, Pascal, by the way, in Hoot, or Peter Schelfhout, is in Harlem, Netherlands. Well, where's his name that you're butchering? Schelfhout. Uh... Shelfhut. <laughs> I can't. I can't see it on the number list. twenty-two. Twenty. Oh, Shelfhout. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that means uh, shelf wood. What is that noise? Where's that coming from? There's, it's there's not me. That came through my speakers. No, that's something is. Why is that coming from? So I wanted to ask you a question, a little Dutch history question. Yeah. Because the uh, new Amsterdam was New York City when it was founded yes. by the Dutch. Yeah, by Peter Stuyvesant, is, yes. Is Harlem, with the two A's in the Netherlands, was that Harlem was named after this town or not? Yes, yes. Harlem, Harlem they, New York was named after Harlem in uh, the Netherlands, yes. Why did they drop one of the A's? Uh, well, I mean, this, this... to get the A's uh, a holes on. Never mind. Okay, all right. Anyway, onward. Ten, I, I always wonder that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's just easier that way. I don't know. No, I'm saying I always wonder if it was named after the city. In, in... Oh yes, no. There's. Uh, well, how about uh, Brooklyn? Is Brooklyn? Oh, uh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and they sold it for like five mirrors and a trinket or something. Stupid <laughs> Dutch. What about Queens? Not sure about Bronx. That. Bronx is there a yeah. Bronx? One? Yeah, the Bronx. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, the Bronx is also one of those Dutchisms. Huh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Tanya Salander in uh, parts unknown or Montreal, Quebec. I'm sorry, Colin. <laughs> Colin Peterson. I see the things are way over. It's hard to line up the end with the name of yes, the city. Yes, I know. I know. We'll get it fixed for you, darling. Don't worry. Colin uh, Peterson, fifty-six seventy-eight. Uh, Edward Sheets in Bruton. Uh, New York, uh, 5555, Greg Stone, double nickels on the dime. He's a listener from episode one at 2X Night, wow. so he's Sir Greg Stone, as That's we know. right. Hell at yeah. At age 26, Damn. he just finished a 100-mile bike ride, Big Mick Mickelson Trail, and felt I would be a douche if I didn't show my support when my main man, JCD, expressly asked for it. Stop from being a freeloading douchebag and donate, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh... As I move this thing down, Matthew Frescura, double nickels on the dime from Orlando, Florida, home of Disney World. Christy McDaniel, fifty-two twenty. Let me ask you uh, a question: Are we are we overlooking these? Um, because it, you know, so it says here, Sean and Christy celebrating our two-year anniversary Monday the eighteenth. So these are not showing up anywhere. We can't just skip over these types of things. I think we have to do like anniversaries. Okay. So let me just read this. Uh, since we didn't get our requested shout-out in karma last Sunday, we have elected to feed our infant son cat food so we can afford to <laughs> donate again in hopes that you will bless our special day with karma. 
Well, yeah. Hold on a second, Eric. The shield. Eric the shield is heartless. He's just heartless. <laughs> the kids. They're feeding their kid cat food so they can donate again to get some karma for their anniversary. Yes. You've got karma. P.S. John, the baton in Baton Rouge is pronounced like the thing British cops hit Reuters over the head with baton. So it's baton rouge. No, it's baton. <laughs> It's not baton, it's baton. Baton, baton rouge. No, it's like it's, you pronounce it as this, you could go baton. to the pronunciations, pronunciating websites, and it's yeah. baton, like B-A-T-T, baton the hatches is what it's like. I, you know what, I don't care. I like that they're it's feeding a kid cat food. Well, they're not going to feed the kid cat food anymore. They got a karma blast. Yeah. So we got we to keep an eye on stuff like that. Well, I'm hoping that as I read these, that you read the, the notes so I, as I plow through. Yes, Plow. Plow, plow uh, Sir Mitch Bidron in Long Beach, California. Uh, he's the... Wait a minute. How is he the Earl? Oh, he's Sir Dwayne. Oh, no, wait. This is a message for Sir Dwayne, the Earl of Oregon. No, he's the Earl of Oregon. What? This makes no sense. I have a theory. John mentioned that pro-vigil. This we read earlier. Now this, I think something got double copied. Uh, please wish my beautiful wife, Jill Bidron, a happy <laughs> birthday. She's on the list, by the way. Okay, good. Is she? Is she? Oh, Jesus. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yeah. Well, then don't complain. I'm not. Anonymous from the Yucatan. Uh, loves the show. The invitation is still open. Oh, this is the one, the, the Hacienda guy. We had to go down there. and We're going. You know, We're going. Yeah. We're going. Well, so you can walk from where you are. Brian Doerr, <laughs> it's 50, 50 bucks. I uh, loved your uh, prism analysis to an extreme. Uh, right. Robert Hill uh, out of Glen Rock, Wyoming. The other guy's in Frisco, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday's newsletter uh, said that, yeah, we needed some pickup. We did. We got it. Thank you, Robert Hill. Kick-Ass Pixels, 50 bucks uh, from Emeryville, California. Kick-Ass Pixels sent me a note. Uh, I think they wanted to get plugged. Julian Chick in St. Albans, UK, 50. And Josh McDonald, Brunswick, Victoria, 50. Luba Timdale. Would love if you could wish a happy Father's Day to Lou, who introduced our family of five to your show during our 24-hour drive to Florida. <laughs> wow. Wow. They locked the doors. He's in Mississauga. And, and you're going to listen to this, kids. Ontario. Mm, nice. <laughs> it is very funny. All right, here we go. Are we there yet? <laughs> Shut up. We got five more episodes. Shut up, slave. <laughs> In the morning. And, and we're gonna, I'm going to smoke while you listen to it, too, with the windows up. Robin Hawk, uh, 50 bucks from Anna, Illinois. Happy birthday. We got you on the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Lewinsky, 50 bucks in Sherwood Park. It's actually Alberta. a happy birthday to her rockin' awesome hubby. I love you, sweetie. This is nice. Don't just gloss over. Those are highlighted in yellow for a reason. It's nice when a woman donates a happy birthday wish to her man and says, I love you, sweetie. Then nothing says I love you, sweetie, like a donation to the No Agenda show. I agree. And I want my internet.com, uh, which is a site we should check out. Longtime boner, first-time donor. Uh, he doesn't mind calling out his douchebag buddy, Rodney Torrance from Dallas. Uh, he's sending some old domains, the truthzone.com and a few others. So 50 bucks from him. He's in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And that will conclude our donor section. We do have a make good oh, thing Philip, to read. Philip, which is, Philip Meeson is the last one. We got Philip Meeson as the last. Oh, I'm sorry, Philip yeah. Meeson. The Sir Philip Meeson to you. <clears throat> okay, so these are uh, somehow in our database crash hard drive extravaganza. We've missed a number of donations, so I want to. Uh, these are off a couple weeks old. Post donorously. 
Uh, a. Schlunt Bodine to Swazelnoffs on behalf of Sir Scott William and Alicia May. They're from Ann Arbor, uh, 139.38. So these are, these are, these are from the past couple of weeks, actually. So we're just making good on these. And it's, it's actually lovely to see that people don't bitch and moan about it. That, that, now, some people do. Yeah, but the majority. Not as many as no, you get. Yeah, no, no. Thank goodness. Uh, Eric uh, Henry, 101.88, value for value. Wife finishing her second week at new job. Pelosi Jobs Karma Works, fulfilling his donation promise. Uh, Tuna Ala King for the Orlando Area Nights. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, Eric. Christy Hamlin, 71.69. Sean and Qu- Christy and their 20 month old human resource. Christopher were hit in the mouth a couple months ago. This is what we just, uh, they're the ones that put him on uh, cat food, right? Yeah, for the since we missed the anniversary. Oh, and now we got both of them in. <laughs> yeah, right on. Let's give that kid some two nala king. Brian Brown sixty nine six nine. These are the make do swazenoffs. Jay Zukal uh, six nine six nine. Abraham Daly from Raymond, Maine. Ben Hank from Orland Park, Illinois. Anonymous. So we got a couple of those from Kew Gardens, New York. Arrangements on E. Please apply to Kevin Reeves' knighthood, 88s. Kevin Reeves, of course, uh, does a lot of the jingles for us, including uh, John's going to hum the Sunday Times. Daniel Sainz, um, Spring, Texas. Uh, Mickey Keck from Wyoming, Ohio. Nick Barnes, who says great shows recently, North Canton, Ohio. Christopher Peterson from Portland, Oregon. Archibald Kelly. Uh, happy Swazenoff Day. So we missed these. Uh, Archibald is from uh, Niagara Falls in uh, Ontario. Kevin Lacombe, Swazenoff from Port or- Orchard, Washington. Chris Cowan or Cohen Swazenoff from Austin, Texas. <clears throat> Bogdan Lanchadro, Lacadro, Lacandro, Lanchandro, Lacandro. Irving, I know what it's like. The Chendro. <laughs> the Chendro. Thank you, Irving, Texas. Larry Peters, also in the Swazelnoffs. Uh, hello from Fort Worth. Please give the rest of the Peters family a fact to wake them up from their sleepy sheepness. And that's from Arlington, Texas. A lot of Texans. Gregory Horley, uh, Evington, Virginia. Daniel Cruzy from Zurich. Uh, I think it's Worley, by the way. I like Horley better. Okay, well, it's nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's very nice. Mark William from Seattle, Washington. Uh, Van uh, Vasanth Dharmaraj. Oh, man. Dharmaraj? Dharmaraj? Dharmaraj. Dharmaraj. It's hard. It's hard, this stuff. Fremont, California. When you're in the local San Francisco Bay Area and you're Indian, tell us a good place to get some decent food. Jerris Corp. Happy to be part of the big Swalls Enough promotion. Just a splash of karma, and we will do some. That's Chris, Chris Abram, actually, uh, from Arlington, Virginia. Eric Olson, Swalls Enough. Uh, Eric from uh, uh, Missouri. Uh, Howard Anderson from Leesburg, Virginia. We got all the spooks coming out. Robert Mueller. There we go. Swalls Enough from Chesapeake, Virginia. Uh-huh. Say no more. Ryan Nessler. <laughs> Good shit. Here's money. He's from Minnesota Nuts. Altura. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. What is that? This, that's... It comes through your speakers. No, I know, but that's what's... Something is moving. I think you got a cat in the house. No, it's. It, I'm looking at my browser, and I only have squirrel mail open, so it can't be that. But there's something... Some program is deciding... Keep on reading. It's, it's going to add a little charm to the show. Matthew Frescura... Uh, who's coming back now. He donated again today, Orlando, Florida. Brian uh, Pollock. Did you read Ryan Nestler? Did you miss, miss him? Ryan, yeah, good shit, here's money. Oh, okay, yeah, Brian yeah. Pollock, Swazanoff from uh, Missouri. 
Uh, Ron Jordan, Augusta, Georgia. Paul Richardson, Richfield, Minnesota. Nuts. Uh, Michael O'Grady, Augusta, Georgia. Wendy Berkelar, that's how I would pronounce it. Uh, that would be a very Dutch name because who doesn't need a little 69 in their life? Uh-huh. Send pictures from Ottawa, Ontario. Lee Kenyon, Plainfield, New Jersey. Frederick Leaders from Ontario, Oregon. Christopher Denon from Brooklyn, New York. F.R. Frey, or Fry, Hampton Bays, New York. Blake Israel. Uh, Blake from Norwalk, Connecticut. Thank you very much. James Chesney, Brownston, Michigan. Uh, Elizabeth... Borozon. Hi, everybody. Thanks for rain-sticking my Euro vacation. <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Dame Joan Dodderfrey. Uh, she's all in for the swazzling of promo. Great idea, guys. Love a little 69 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have your picture. Gary Wiley, Sequim, Sequim, Washington. Squim. Squim. S-E-Q-I-M? Yep. Squim. Oh. Scuzz. Squim. I wouldn't want to live in Squim. Sounds kind of... <laughs> squim. Hey. I live in Squim. Hey, baby, I got some Squim for you. Co-Ink. Yeah, Co-Ink. Right. Co hey, my birthday's on 6-9. I like a birthday mention. So sorry about missing that. Rainstick karma from both of you. I gotta, We got to go easy on the rainstick. It's raining everywhere. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but that, of course, is, the- is Rainstick Sherry in Gitmo, Utah. Um so uh, we we really really appreciate your rain stick. It's uh, it's been working extremely well. Apparently Eric, nobody else does. <laughs> not everyone appreciates it. Eric Sprangers from Amersfoort and the Netherlands. My second donation. Hopefully in time for the greatest sixty nine sixty nine run ever. It was indeed groundbreaking, record breaking. Uh, we'll give you the uh, karma shot in a moment. Anonymous uh, from Odenton, Maryland. Jonathan Rowley, love the show from Alberta, Canada. Michael Allen, hey, could you mention me by my Twitter handle? Sure, at Rocker182. Keep up the fighting, man, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Donald Cool, or Cole, since you refused to acknowledge my previous donation of $200 on June 1st, John ignored my email asking for acknowledgement. I can only send more money to get your attention and acknowledgement. I need karma! And he's from Wyndham, uh, New Hampshire, nuts. And I guess he really fell through the cracks. We feel so bad about that. But I think it has to do with certain, just certain types of names and data got lost. Christopher Walker. By the way, we're off the swells now. $50. Uh, we have Bart Bertens, 70, from the Netherlands, from Best in the Netherlands. Brandon Chisholm, wishing my wife, wife Colleen, a happy anniversary. Sorry we missed it from Las Cruces, New Mexico. That was a swells enough. This is not exactly in order. No, I think it's the one was one oh, show. It's right. Yeah, it's another show. Oh, my God. How much more do I have to go here? This is crazy. Almost I f- done. I feel horrible that we missed all these people. Zen and Harley, Waterloo, Ontario. Nikolai Balba uh, from Celebration, Florida. Hey. Oh, wow. Wow. Send some pictures of your Nikolai pad. Nikolai Balba. Send some pictures of the pad. That's like that's the cult place, right? Well, it's, you know, it's, the Celebration is, I would recommend anyone that's in the Orlando area to swing by celebration, drive around, stop in the store. It is the weirdest, crazy place you've ever been. Yeah. It's like a, a movie set. HCSI BV Huttinga from Wageningen in the Netherlands. Thank you so much for your swells enough. Callan Nister from Northville, Michigan. Uh, in the morning, comrades, happy Sixer Sixer. Uh, 6613jmoon.net, uh, Juliet Alpha Yankee, Mike Oscar Oscar, November.net, 
from La Grande, Oregon. Michael Raster, good day, guys. Thanks for helping me blow people's minds at parties. <clears throat> He's from uh, Murdoch, Western Australia. <laughs> Go easy on it. And there's Kick-Ass Pixels, 11-11 month subscriber. Stepping up, great shows. The more analysis you do, the better the shows are. And we already thanked him, uh, uh, Kick-Ass Pixels, from this show, Emeryville, California. Patrick Makem, $50 from Mount Vernon, New York. And Mac Harbor LLC, $50 from Sheboygan, Michigan. Sheboygan! Thank, thank you all very, very much. We uh, apologize profusely. Um, shit happens. And thank you very much for not, like, yelling and shouting and being dicks about it. And here is a big-ass hunk of, of squim-loaded karma for you. You've got karma. But, 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 the fun doesn't end there. We have some Father's Day... Uh, Congratulations. We have, uh, I don't have a jingle for it, but we have Jeremy Ross uh, says, Happy Father's Day to his dad, Wayne. These people have all donated, by the way, are on the list today. James Durant uh, says, Happy Father's Day to you and I, John, and his dad. Tanya Salander says, Happy Father's Day to her daddy. Colin Peterson says, Happy Father's Day to me, I guess, and maybe you, I'm not sure. And uh, Lula Timdale uh, says, Happy Father's Day to Lou. Uh, we got all of them on the list. Thank you so much for this. It seemed like a long segment, but a lot of that was make good that we uh, had to do, and uh, we're happy to do it. Uh, so do remember we have a show coming up on Thursday, and we will need to have some form of segment. We are looking forward to your support. org slash N-A. says, happy birthday to Sean Z. He turns 29. Sir Mitch Bedron, his beautiful wife Jill is celebrating. Robin Hawk says, happy birthday to a rock and awesome hubby, Raleigh. I love you, sweetie. And Ed Zalo says, happy birthday to Phil Rodas. All of you, congratulations from your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's your birthday, yeah. Woo. Darn. All right. They've waited long enough. I have to, I need I need to get into this. This is just crazy. Okay, here we go. All right. So you gonna play the second half show's jingle? I don't think it. Well, I can do it. I mean, if yeah, no, don't if it's not nutty. If you, <laughs> it's worse than that. All right. So we have um, some of our very very good friends here in Austin, um, and these are the kinds of guys. I'll tell you. These like there's four is guys. This group A or Group B? This is Group G. These are the these are the gay boys. Oh, this is the okay. I didn't okay. forget about that. And just let me just to set it up how awesome I think these guys are. Um, one of their friends who's uh, who's in Austin, who's I think sixty eight or sixty nine, he needed a kidney. And one of our friend, they were all on the list. One of our friends just said, "Oh, here's a kidney." <laughs> so this is how what these guys are like. They're like, "Oh, you need a kidney? Okay, you know." So you you kind of you, you get some, and, and this just happened like. All of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I'm in the hospital. Way in the hospital. Oh, no, I gave Robert my kidney. Like, okay. So think about what kind of people these, these guys are. So they have a dinner party, and um, uh, one of them is Fritz. Now, Fritz is Mexican-German, which is, if you want a crazy-ass combination, get that. And we have a lot of uh, Germans in Texas, but German-Mexican is even crazier. And so they were, they were having a dinner party with a couple other people, and, you know, and normally I would say no. You know, not on Saturday night because that's a school night. I can't go out and play. But when these guys ask me, I go. First of all, I, I really love them, but you know, I mean, you know, you can't. These are people who are pretty awesome, and they have a guest, 
a, uh, a fr- and, and I've promised to not mention her by name, uh, and because she, I, I think she got really freaked out when she when she found out that I just poke holes in everything. And she, is this a person whose name I would recognize? No, no, not at all. Uh, okay, uh, but it's a woman, and she is a childhood friend of one of our uh, one of our friends, and she lives in Houston, but she was in the Austin area. Uh, uh, for a couple things. She was in the Austin area for something called Battleground, Texas. And I was like, oh, what is Battleground, Texas? And as she's explaining to me what Battleground, Texas is, um, uh, it's it's essentially, it is, uh, if you look at the uh, website, uh, hold on, I just want to get all my my notes here. Uh, what is the website? It's uh, BattlegroundTexas.com. Yes, yeah. So BattlegroundTexas.com, you can see in the logo already, <laughs> oh yeah, it's Obama. It's, it's Obama bot. Right. So, so they have um, what they say they're doing is they say that they are just getting registering everyone to vote, but they're not. They're registering everyone to vote Democrat. Right. <laughs> and, you can tell. And but she was telling me about you know she was making she was kind of funny about it. she's like no this is you know this is all just we're just feminists and Nazis we're out and I, I think she immediately had me pegged. As like a Republican, which is wrong, and this is and this is kind of where the whole thing got off to a bad start. So she's telling me about this. I'm like, really? Tell me about this battleground, Texas? Oh, you know, it's what's your zip code? No, no, don't please, please don't fill out my. I don't want any information. No, I put my name in. Give me your zip code though. They're not going to give it to me. No, why do you need my? Oh, seven eight seven zero four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so <laughs> this is it's really really sad. So she's like, oh, no, this is this is the whole, it's just like OFA, she says. I'm like, what? You, you go to OFA? Oh, yeah, no, I'm a member of OFA. You know what OFA is, don't you? The Organization of uh, no. Freaks of America? Obama for America. Obama for America. Right. And so yeah, this, of course, close. is run by the same people, I'm sure. And they do is they have big meetings, and they have, you know, they all go sit down, and they talk about the snowflake. You know what your snowflake is, don't you, John? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. You're in the, you're in the middle of the snowflake. And you branch out with your crystal, and then so you are reaching people in your area, and hopefully you touch another snowflake is created. <laughs> I'm not what? kidding. Yes. You know what a snowflake looks like, right? Is this woman spinning while she's telling you this? Almost. Almost. So I'm like, okay. and But she's making fun of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. She says, yeah, no, we have the generic Coke. We, we have the organic pizzas, and we talk about how we're going to basically register, register people to vote. Because Texas is not a red state, she says. Texas is a non-voting state. I'm like, okay, fair enough, great. Then you know we're just all happily chatting about, and uh, and and I, of course, at one point say, you know, wow, it's you know it's been it's been interesting. I was something came up about the NSA and about the spying and everything, and she says, uh, yeah, it's been a really rough week or rough month. And I said, yeah, well, you know, it's same old, same old, same guy, different story. Doesn't make any difference who's in the White House. And then she says, and this is what got me pissed off. She said, yeah, except now it's a Democrat. And, of course, you know, everyone just wants to, you know, to kill the black guy in the White House. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, oh, yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what it was like a talking point. It was like MSNBC. And she said, you hear it all over Texas. I'm like, Really? So I hear it on MSNBC all the time, but I don't hear anyone in Texas really saying they want to shoot the black guy in the White House. And then she has this scale of like one to five and how we got to talk to people about this thing. 
and five is people who just want to go shoot the black man in the White House, and one is like Mickey, you know, <laughs> like loves loves gay people and maybe has a gun. So it, you know, and it, essentially, if you look at her Twitter, which I did. What they do is they yell at Republicans on Twitter. That's kind of the whole job of Battleground Texas. Uh, but she says no, but that, if, it's, if it's for getting people to register to vote, obviously you said it was for getting people to vote Democrat. Because if you listen to the second paragraph in the About Us page, yeah. to do that, we need Texans in every corner of the state from Amarillo to Brownsville and El Paso to Beaumont to stand up and say that we are or that they are tired of not being heard tired of being represented in Austin and in Washington, D.C., and tired of the same Republican playbook, which is failing our communities and ignoring the needs of countless Texans. Yeah. So seriously, I can't give you her Twitter, but she is seriously what she does is yells at Sarah Palin on Twitter. I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. Now, so I'm, so now this woman is very interesting. She lives in, in Houston. She's from uh, Virginia. Um, she's I believe she's wealthy because she has an 11-year-old son and two horses. So, uh, uh, And the irony, I, her husband is in the uh, oil and gas industry. We didn't get to talk about that because she says, but that's not my real job. Oh, what's your real job? Uh, well, she works for Moms Demand Action. I'm like, well, what's that? Because you know, I'm I'm inter- and, I, and I'm really trying. You know, I don't like ruining dinner parties. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I know. These are my friends. Yeah, you, and you, and by the way, there risky was, to have there. There, well, yes, I'm of course I'm a risk. And there was like a the minute she said that thing about you know shoot the black man in the White House, there was like it was like someone put the cone of silence over the table, and everyone's like looking at me. <laughs> it's the, you know, like oh shit, oh she didn't curry's here. Oh god, oh please, oh shit, no, he's oh he's gonna ask questions. So then she starts on about this momsdemandaction.org. I was like, what is it? Well, we want universal background checks. We want to limit magazines. We want, oh, wow. Okay. And this is, now all of a sudden things are starting to click into place to me because I had just seen um, someone from Moms Demand Action on television. Here's Kim Russell, who is the national spokeswoman for this organization, I think on CNN. What would you say is, has been your group's uh, singular success since the shooting at Newtown? I think our biggest success here has been just harnessing the power of mothers and fathers to join us in this fight. Uh, the tragedy in Newtown woke us all up. We were shocked to discover the state of gun violence in this country. Uh, it's really a shame that it took such a tragedy to do that, but now we're here and we're going to fight this. We're going to get awareness out uh, about this issue legislatively and also from a cultural perspective. We're really trying to make a difference. You, you've got a new initiative where you're trying to get video game companies uh, not to enter into agreements anymore with, with gun manufacturers. And I think a lot of folks would be surprised to even know about some of these agreements. What are they? So there, so, um, so I, I'm starting to remember this stuff. And I'm, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Aren't you guys going after the video game industry? She said, no, we're just putting our toe in the water. I said, but you're going after violent movies as well, aren't you? Now she knows I'm an adversary. So I, I'm like, oh, crap. I, 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 I don't want to ruin this woman. Gave it away. I did. And then and I said, so tell me, what do you really want? And she, and she rolls it out. You know, universal background. She said, what do you mean? Well, we, we can't have uh, people uh, handing off guns to each other. We want it all to be registered. I'm like, okay. You know, but, and, and of course, 
I'm, and now I'm like, uh, so who is this really about? Um, well, you know, we can't have gangbangers handing off guns to each other. And like, well, yeah, but won't they kind of do that? And and then she, she whips around and is like, oh, why don't we just not have stop signs? I'm like, uh, I'm not quite sure how, how that fits in. But, you know, I said, let's just look at this rationally for a second. What? I, I know. That, well, bear with me, John. Bear with me. It gets a lot worse. So I'm like, when did this thing start? She said, right after Newtown. And what is it? It's moms from all over the country, and we demand action. Uh, okay. So I'm kind of like, oh, this is this is really this is really strange. Now, uh, well, tell me a little bit more about this group. And she rolls in again. We want universal background. She, yeah, I got that. But what do you really want? I mean, is that going to really stop the problem? And you know, by the way, what you're talking about primarily is not the biggest problem. Is you're talking about white kids being killed by a white kids. You know, the real problem is black kids being killed by black kids. That's where your real problem is. But okay, you know, I'm 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 willing to go with it. I'm, and I'm now I'm, I'm interested in her message because I see one thing, John. This is what really hurt me last night. I see a woman who really is patriotic and she really cares about her country, but she has been taken by the balls by this propaganda machine which at this very moment is rolling out the 6th month since Newtown and she had all just like you know, since 1214, you know, that whole meme that we've been on, everything's been pounded into this woman's head. And she really, really means well. I know she means well. Of course we want to help our kids. But she has a hate, a hate for anything that has the name Republican, which she, I'm convinced she still thinks I'm a Republican. She has a hate for anything that is not in line with the talking points that, that, that we've discussed and is completely closed to any kind of conversation about something that might make some sense. And where I said, you know, maybe you just want to get rid of guns altogether. No, 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 no. I said, well, then what do you, you, what is your line? Why wouldn't you, if you're on that, taking that that's, perspective, that's let me just what ask I, you. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you, if you're, you're on this, I'll tell you you're why. on this boat. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I know why. Why wouldn't you? I know why. Because, and I said to her, I said, you know what this is really about. He said, this organization that you're a part of, I said, I think it's filled. And and Mickey said she was going to cry. I disagree because I was just being really calm. So this organization that you're a part of. Mickey was going to cry. <laughs> oh, we're never going to get invited to anything. No, no, no. no. Mickey wasn't going to cry. He said this woman well, was going to cry. the girl was going to cry? Yes. Mickey, Mickey, like, pulled her away from me at a certain point. It's like, you, my well, husband's you, you, an you asshole. You her with this, you know, just moving women out. To, that's what I said. I said, you know, that that's really what this is about. Is, is you know, any. Haters. Haters that hate the Republicans. They hate the Republicans. And she said, yes, that is true, but we also really want. And I said, okay, now tell me about this organization. And and it, so it started by this woman named Shannon Watts. So after this dinner, and I like I know this I know this Shannon Watts woman. Why do I know? Because she's milfy looking. Here here's what here's her video. Here's her story of why she started. She's from Indiana, by the way. So she started this. Uh, actually, it started first as a million moms against guns dot org, and I guess that didn't work, so they changed it to. MomsDemandAction.org. It is not a nonprofit. They don't claim to be a nonprofit. You can donate to them. Here's her story on the website. I am the mother of five children in Indianapolis. My 12-year-old son found out about the Aurora shootings right before he went in to see Batman. In the middle of the movie, he had a panic attack. It was the first of many. Since then, he has seen a psychologist. He's developed nervous tics, and he's afraid to sleep. I want to be able to tell him when he goes into a movie that he's safe. 
I want to mean it. I want to feel it, and I don't. We have got to have stronger gun control laws in this country. We need new and stronger gun laws now. There is no reason to wait. There have been too many shootings in this country where we've done nothing. We won't do nothing again. As a mom, I demand action. Yeah, boo-hoo. boo-hoo. Okay, now let me, let me stop you here. couple of things. No kid should react this way unless, the, uh, unless obviously the dinner table talk is about this constantly, and she has scared her own child to death. And you're letting the kid go to the Batman movie. I mean, please. So this is this woman's got an issue. I'm reminded there's an ad that's floating around the Bay Area. Just a, it's a strange ad. It's a woman saying we, you know, she's selling some sort of program so you can get your kids to stop back talking and to behave. And she starts by describing the, her own child going berserk, and then you know apparently having these huge tantrums and couldn't was completely out of control. Then she says, and I'm a psychologist. She's the psychologist who let her own kid go out of control. And now she's got some program. There's the, this is the problem. This, these women, well, this let me, woman, let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, John. You don't have the complete story. So I'm seeing this woman. I'm like, I know I'm not this. talking about that woman. I'm talking about Shannon no, Watts. I'm yeah, Shannon Watts. There's a story behind her. So I'm, I said, I know this woman. I've seen this woman before. She used to be Shannon Troughton, T-R-O-U-G-H-T-O-N. Uh, and, but if you find, and by the way, the women, um, the moms demand action for gun sense. It's the whole thing. Common sense, regulation. It's every, it's the entire talking point. Common sense, gun sense. Got right, it. Gun sense. Okay. She is the founder of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, a national organization dedicated to creating action on common sense gun laws at state and federal levels. Former founder and president of Vox Pop Public Relations, a public relations agency focused on enhancing the value and reputation of individuals, companies, and organizations. Formerly, she led communications for the country's largest health insurance, medical device, and agricultural companies. Which company would that be, John, do you think? That's where I remembered her from. Monsanto. Exactly. She spokes, She was the spokeswoman for Monsanto, for GE Healthcare. For, she worked at Fleischard Hillard. Hello. One of the biggest. Yeah, Fleischmann Hillard. Fleischmann, I thought it was Fleischmann. Yeah, Fleischmann Hillard. So she's been hired. She's been hired to create this group, and this is what happened. I saw it happen before my eyes, this girl, woman. She's a little younger than I am. I saw her realizing that she's been had. She's been brought in, and of course she's angry. She, everyone's angry. People are angry. She's angry about you know whatever, whatever happens, whatever you think happens, that children are getting killed and we're getting killed and, and all this stuff is happening. Even all the numbers horrible. are down, by the way, but now, go on. I, but, you, but you can't reason with her on that. She has been programmed, and I felt so bad for her. And I, I even said, you know, let, let's try and work together here. Let me try and help you a little bit. I said, because you're going to get screwed in this deal. I said, first of all, let's, let's talk about the Second Amendment for a second. Do you know what, because you know, I was going to ask, do you know what it really says? I said, because the fight is coming down to the Second Amendment pretty soon, and you better know what it says. And, she, and you know, of course, I wanted her to say, well, it's the right to bear arms. She started to say that. I said, yeah, it doesn't really say that. I said, but she said, it's a living document. I'm like, oh God, oh, oh God, no. oh girl, you are in that s- old bromide. You are, you are in so much trouble. 
you're in so much trouble with this. You know, you have you have to be careful because you're going to get hurt because you're being used. You're being used. You've been programmed. I wasn't exactly saying it like this because you know this is where Mickey sees. Mickey's like, all right, uh, Adam, stop. <laughs> We're going home. <laughs> so so I come home and I see the same outfit on C-SPAN. And uh, what they've done is that, you know, they've taken the, uh, again, for the for the sixth time now, it's like 666, they've taken uh, parents and some of the, some older siblings from the Newtown kids, they go out there with Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi, and they all, they all go roll out in front of all the, the, in front of the house, and they do this. Friday is the six-month anniversary of the shootings in Newtown, Connecticut. In Washington today, some of the families of the victims and a group of lawmakers talked about reducing gun violence. This is 40 Minutes. The following people were killed on December 14th due to gun violence. Charlotte Bacon, age six. Olivia Engel, age six. Anna Marquez Green, age six. Dylan Hockley, age six. Madeline Seuss, age six. So you kind of get the idea of what's, of what's going on here, right? It's like, so they are literally taking these they're abusing these names once again and they do this continuously and they did this all over washington dc i'm like you know what so that's a six-month list let me give you a list for a second okay for you for all you people who think it's yeah is it horrible that that children got killed maybe i don't know what happened you know if maybe it'd be more effective if you show what really happened or release some of the records but okay you're too traumatized to do that let me give you a list from the past two weeks Staff Sergeant Jesse L. Thomas, Jr., 31. Lieutenant Colonel J- Todd J. Clark, 40, Edmund Mills, New York. Major Jamie E. Leonard, 39, of Warwick, New York. Second Lieutenant Justin L. Sisson, 23, of Phoenix, Arizona. Specialist Robert A. Pierce, 20, of Panama, Oklahoma. Warrant Officer Sean W. Mullen, 39, of Dover, Delaware. Private First Class Mariano M. Ramundo, 21, of Houston, Texas. Specialist Ray A. Ramirez, 20, of Sacramento, California. Specialist Kyle P. Stokili, 21, of mostly Virginia. Staff Sergeant Job M. Regu, 30, of Austin, Texas. Where's that list? These are people who are dying in Afghanistan for no fucking reason. That's a list you should read once in a while. That's two weeks. No, instead, Nancy Pelosi has the gall after that to say this. As far as I'm concerned, we've never, ever had a better speaker than Nancy Pelosi. Thank you very much, Mr. Leader. Thank you, Mr. Leader, for your generous introduction, but really more importantly, for your very strong words of commitment uh, to making sure that we honor our oath of office to protect and defend the American people. That is not your oath of office, bitch! You don't protect and defend the American people. These poor kids, these 20 and 30-year-olds, are sent away to pretend to protect some kind of freaking interest over there in Afghanistan, and you have the gall to stand there and say that you took that oath of office, which is not your oath at all? It is to protect and uphold the Constitution, not to protect the American people. You should be ashamed of yourself. And, and of the way you've manipulated all these well 
well-intended mothers and women of America into following your insane agenda just to get more votes, because that is the ugly, vicious truth of what you're really doing. Do I get to play it? Yeah, you might as well. I don't see Curry's pet peeve of the day. There you go. So here's a funny, uh, there's a this, this Moms Demand Action thing, because a certain laziness to this group. Um based on somebody being in PR too long. They have a web page, the Demand Common Sense Gun Laws Demand Action page, and they have, like, you select a member of Congress, and then you select one of the canned messages, and there appears to be about 15 of them, and then you click on that, and then it will tweet it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With the hashtag vote gun sense and it's, yeah. and 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 I suppose that your representative if it's if your representative is a complete idiot, yeah, won't notice that these are canned and all every one of them starts with fact. I'll read a couple. <laughs> no fact. god. Since 1982 there have been 62 mass shootings in the US. 7 were in 2012 alone. Hashtag #vote gun sense. Fact. Gun related deaths are projected to surpass automobile Automobile deaths, it says a dash, automobile-related deaths in 2015. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's a fact. No, I don't think it's a fact It's not even close. No. no. Fact, the accidental gun death rate is 10x higher in the U.S. than any other developed country. The accidental gun death rate. Okay, well, it's possible. Fact, eight children die from guns each day in America. Uh, Fact. More preschool twenty no now this says two thousand seven fact more preschoolers were killed by guns than police officers in the line of duty. Okay, well anyway, well, you can get the idea. Yeah. These are now, all these factoids. But but you know what? But you know the what I mean? Fact. Yeah, fact. But this is what is. So I really met, and this this is this is what really hurt. I met someone who has been completely and utterly brainwashed. But the thing is, she knew it. She knew it. She knew it was what she was oh, doing. She was all in. She was all in. But but she she her body. And this is what this is why it's so incredibly unhealthy, and why this show is good, and why even I need to just scream and yell once in a while because you need to get this out. Is it's so unhealthy for someone to be so locked into that mentality? This exclusionary. You know, Republicans are exclusionary the, hate. Hate, Bill. hate, John. Hate. hate. She was right. like, you know, and, like the, and the liberal side of the equation is supposed to be this loving side. No. But they are hate, hate, hateful. It's completely hateful. And it's really very unhealthy. Oh. People really got it. Oh, they got to stop this. You know, and, and you can't have contradictory thoughts in your brain. No. That doesn't make sense. No, and, and, and Mickey was talking to her somewhere in the middle somewhere where I just backed away. And you know, Mickey says, well, how do you talk to people that are like this? We don't talk to them. But you don't talk. No, no, we don't talk to fives or fours or threes. No, we only talk to people who are reasonable. You know, we, they, 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 but and Mickey's like, well, I think it would be fascinating if there was some guy that actually said, I want to get that nigger in the White House, shoot him, put a cap in his ass. That would be the guy I want to talk to. And she said, and that's literally how they were talking. And she's not. That no. wouldn't surprise me, by the way. What, that there's some guys that talk like that? No, no, no that there were the women were like, no, she has got issues. This is as she have children. Is she married? What's the deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has. A, she has a child. She, of course, she has issues. But the, but John, I think what I'm saying is the women, the moms of America, have issues, big ones. They've been so sickened by media, and it's been thrown into their heads, 
over and over and over again. Now you're seeing the result of it. And I'm like, we have to save these women. I'm not angry at her. I'm really not. You know, but wow. It's, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> For which we have no stake in the outcome. <laughs> right. We don't even get any skin in the game. Yeah, well. We're just reporters. So anyway, the, the best part is she had a bumper sticker and a, and a badge, and I really wanted it. She would not. And, and by the way, the, the way I know that she knew that I was on to her, she said, you can't mention me. I speak on behalf of myself. You know, I'm not speaking as a representative of the organization. You know, so she's very worried because, you know, that's like a militaristic organization somehow where you can't, you know. Oh, yeah. You, but you're talking to the, anyone who's not a one or a two or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You, you, you're <laughs> talking to a four or a five, what you are. Yeah. And the, or no, you don't want the president killed. So you're not a five. You're a four. Yeah. Right. And so you'd be a four. Right. You can't be talking to the me. The president may yeah. live. Yeah. And which is, you know, I, I believe there are no fives. I don't never. I've never. I've I don't never, know who's doing that. No, what I, they're talking I, about. But I suppose there's some idiots out there. Yeah, on MSNBC. That's where I hear it all the time. Yeah, well, they're the ones that propagate that. <laughs> yeah. so, so, but she had a bumper sticker and a pin that said Obama 2012, Hillary 2016. I'm like, please, I want to buy one of these bumper stickers. Did you get a picture of it? No, least? she wouldn't let me take a picture. She said, "You're just going to mock me." I said. I want Hillary Clinton to be president. It's Money my, in the bank for this show. It's my dream. My partner's middle name is Cash. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is, I really, I really, really want it because the promise is there'll be no more war. She won't send kids to war. I, I, want, I want it. I want, I believe it. I'm a believer. And she's like, you're an insincere asshole. I'm like, yeah, maybe. But I, no, she wouldn't let me take a picture. Wow. Talk about a paranoid weirdo. Yeah. So, but anyway, I feel, so just to wrap it up. Yeah. You say it's a lot of work. Um, I hope somehow, I don't know if, I don't know if it can be done, but if you encounter one of these people, I think it is your American duty. And I can only speak about America. I don't know where this is happening everywhere. I'm sure one form or the other, but in America, it is your duty to, let try punch, and help punch, these oh, No, I was going to say punch them. No, <laughs> punch them in the face, hit them in the mouth where it counts. I, I, no, I think they're lost causes personally. Oh man! But then you know, just all that, all that Pelosi stuff made me insane, insane. You know, we, we refuse, we refuse to. You know, this, we're, we're we have we're sending children to get blown to bits for. Mineral extraction uh, for you know for the gas companies and pipelines and and no and we don't even we don't even pretend to honor them. You know now we have to keep rolling out the names of kids that were shot by some moron. We think you know it's so wrong. It's all upside okay, down. Okay, okay, we're, we're done. Yeah. Play the pet. Oh, you already did that. <laughs> Let's the change the topic a little uh, bit because I want to get a couple clips out of the way before the show ends that had to do with there's one there's one that we've got. That I realized after clipping this, and I don't have the beginning of this clip, but there's a there is a secret agency within the FBI that is classified, Ooh. and Louis Gohmert was onto this, and he was all over it. Ooh. And I want to play the beginning of this clip, and I want to interrupt the clip, and I'm going to mention what he what he then discussed. Because this is a uh, a clip that where he goes after uh, Mueller. Mueller in one of the hearings, and Louis Gomers, of course, that that 
character from Texas who is very, always usually entertaining, but he's really irked in, in this particular hearing. You feel? I, I, will, I will look at that. And, and well, and, and also I want to go back to Boston. You said things like, and I jotted these down, what you said, did the FBI did an excellent job, did a thorough job, don't know what else we could have done. And according to the Russians, there's a great deal more that could have been done. And when we find out about this, uh, this sensitive operations review committee, and as this article t points out, if it's true, it says the, that uh, we don't know who the chairman and members are of this sensitive operations review committee, who the staff, that's kept secret. Uh, the FBI never canvassed Boston Moss until four days after okay, the stop, April stop, stop. Yeah, I saw this. This is a good one, yeah. So I, after listening to this, the, separate, the, the, the Special Operations Review Committee is something that needs to be discussed, and, and it's classified. They, like he's, Gomer said, and he asked him over, and he said, why is this classified? It's just a committee that overlooks what? Why is it classified? We don't know any of the people that are involved in this. And I'm beginning to think that this is the committee that was orchestrating what happened in Boston. And, the, and there was just an avoidance behavior. And it's, it's, why is it classified? And Goldberg was irked about this. And he went on and on about why this was classified. Then he started grilling Mueller about why they didn't go to the mosque that these guys were attending and investigate it right after or before the uh, shootings. And Mueller does have this one weird excuse where he says, oh, well, we had an outreach program months earlier, which is bullcrap. <laughs> that means that somebody visited the place and planted that's, a bug. That's exactly what he says. Think the tax. If the Russians tell you that someone has been radicalized and you go check and, and see the mosque that they went to, then you get the articles of, of incorporation, as I have, for the group that... that created the Boston Mosque where these Tsarnevs attended and you find out the name Alamudi, which you'll remember because while you were FBI director this man who was so helpful to the Clinton administration with so many big things, uh, he gets arrested at Dulles Airport by the FBI and he's now doing over 20 years for supporting terrorism this is the guy that started the mosque where your Tsarnevs were attending and you didn't even bother to go check about the mosque and then when you have the pictures why did no one go to the mosque and say who are these guys they attend may attend here why why was that not done since such a thorough job was done uh your facts are not altogether uh well, well i point out specifically may i finish my Point out specifically, I, sir, if you're going to call me a liar, you need to point out specifically where any facts are wrong. Uh, we went to the mosque. Prior Before, to Boston. Prior to Boston. Prior to Boston happening, we were in that mosque talking to imams several months beforehand as part of our outreach efforts. Were you aware that those mosques were started by Alamudi? <laughs> I've answered the question, sir. <laughs> you didn't answer the question. Were you aware they were started by Alamudi? You were not. Okay. Thank you. Time of gentleman has <laughs> Yeah, I love that bit. Mueller, but Mueller's done. He's out. He doesn't have to worry about this crap. And he's got that look on his face like, screw you. I'm out. Whatever. I got one more Mueller one that's even better. <laughs> not quite as angry. But it stems from a couple of, of things that, that, that one of our favorite uh, congressmen, Cummings, Cummins, uh, oh, yeah. said. Mm -hmm. He was on the IRS. This is an IRS thing. And he was on the IRS situation. Uh, he went ballistic in the congressional hearings. And this is the 
Cummings' number one clip, and then I think somebody from the White House called him and tell, told him to stop it. You know, I go back, and I could not, every time I would watch these videos at 3 o'clock this morning, you know, I said to myself, so? you know, this is appalling. But you know what really got me? When I walked out the door to come to Washington and to see my constituents who get the early bus, the ones that go down to the Sheridan Hotel in downtown Baltimore and clean the floors, them. And I thought about the man who came to me the other day because he had just gotten a letter from the IRS about an audit. And I believe deep in my heart, he didn't mind being audited. He was scared as all get out. But he wants to know that he's been treated fairly. And he wants to know, and these are the words that I'm going to concentrate on today. The other day, I concentrated on truth and trust. Trust. Today, I'm going to add on to that take and waste. Take and waste. What happens here is that when we have episodes like this, it has an impact on the average person. Yeah. It ends so, there. You can, yeah, it's fine because it's just going to go on. He's, just, he's on a rant. So the next day he goes on Candy Crowley, and here's what he says. And that is, as far as you are concerned, based on the information that you now have, which in its totality is greater than ours, is this case over? Have you solved the case of the IRS and how this came to be? Based upon everything I've seen, the case is solved. And if it were me, uh, I would wrap this case up and move on, to be frank with you. <laughs> so he changed his tune a little bit. <laughs> Whoops. Yes. Yeah, it's all over. Nothing to see here. Move on. Carry on, folks. We're all good. And so Jim Jordan, who is in the area, he's in Ohio, and all the Ohio congressmen are just completely being, you know, bedeviled by because a lot of this happened in, out of the Cincinnati office, even though it seems to stem from, uh, from Washington, D.C., uh, so he goes after Mueller, and he uses the Cummings commentary to, to use it as a basis. So play clip, uh, uh, Jordan attacks Mueller 1. Mr. Cummings, accurate in his assessment? Could you repeat that if you will? Based on everything I've seen, quoting Mr. Cummings, the case is solved. This is regarding the IRS which, scandal. Which case? The IRS scandal. The IRS case? Yeah. You know, the IRS case is uh, currently under investigation, and uh, basically it's just started. Yeah. What can you tell us? I mean, you started a month ago. What can you, what can you tell us about this? Have you found uh, any, any – have you found the now infamous two rogue agents? Have you discovered who those people are? Uh, I, I needless to say, because it's under investigation, I can't give out anything. Can you, tell, can you tell me some basics? Can you tell me how many agents, investigators you've assigned to the case? Uh, may be able to do that, but I'd have to get back to you. Can you tell me who the lead investigator is? Yeah, so I just interrupt because I saw I saw this and actually I didn't clip this and I'm wondering why do you do you do you just hate this Mueller so much? No, no, I just think it's fun to watch. There's occasionally <laughs> some guys in Congress. Now Mueller didn't care. He, he was just sitting there with this. He does the whole look. point. But this to me was a big show. It's like Mueller doesn't care. And this guy is just I think he's just getting points. I thought this actually to be. Yeah, I, I, he probably was, but I just like yeah, his, his it. passion. It. it was fun. No. Yeah. This is the most important issue in front of the country the last six weeks. You don't know who's heading up the case, who the lead investigator is? Uh, at this juncture, no, I do not know who the Can you get that information to us? We'd like to know. We'd like to know how many people you've assigned to look into this situation. I, I have not had a recent briefing on it. I had a briefing on it when we first initiated it, <laughs> but I have not had a recent briefing care. as to where we are. So you don't know who's leading the case? 
I do not know who is the lead agent. Do you know if you've talked to any of the victims? Have you talked to any of the groups who were targeted by their government? Have you met with any of the Tea Party folks since May 14th? I don't care about folks. 2013. I don't know what the status of the interviews are by uh, the team that's on it. Would you expect that that's been done? Uh, there... Uh, uh, I, 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 certainly at some point in time in the course of the investigation will be done, but generally at the outside of the investigation you get the documents so that you can have a real... But don't you normally talk to the I victims? do not know specifically what is In your extensive record and, and history and investigative work, don't you typically talk to the victim? It's a criminal investigation. Don't you typically talk to the victims pretty, <laughs> pretty soon? No, you've got to keep playing this. And I'll tell you what you, you overlooked on this. Okay. You, I didn't realize it, until I listened to this uh, Jordan character going on and on against Mueller that during this, this, this you know, it's like, oh, it was an accident. Blah, 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 so what's the big deal? Uh, they, when, when these IRS guys were going in to visit people, the FBI would go in and visit them yeah, the next day. Yeah. And it was just a out-and-out out government intimidation. Yes. This is correct. Yeah, well... Play the rest of that clip and then play the next one and we'll be out of here. So did, did the FBI contact any of these same victims? Were they contacted by the FBI prior to the investigation when these same groups were applying for tax-exempt status? Did the FBI pay some of these individuals a visit? I do not know. Pardon? I do not know. You don't know? I do not know. Some of them testified that they were paid a visit by the FBI, specifically Catherine Engelbrecht in, in Texas said she was visited by the FBI. She was head of True the Vote. Is that true or not? Do not know. You do not know. Okay. Um, if the if the IR, or excuse me if the FBI did contact people involved in the IRS scandal victims groups prior to the investigation when they were applying for tax exempt status, why was that the case? Why would you be Why would you be looking into it? And was there possibly coordination with yeah. the IRS and why you targeted you're them? You're asking me details about the investigation. I'd be happy to get back. I'm not asking you details about the investigation. I'm saying why were people targeted before the investigation started? Yeah. Why were they contacted by the FBI, yeah. people who are now part of Tea Party groups who were targeted by the IRS? You're asking questions about details of the investigation. I'd be happy to take that. That is not a detail about the investigation. That took place prior I, to the investigation I, I, started. Please, may I please finish? You're asking detailed questions about the investigation. I'd be happy to get back to you and answer those questions that I can. Understanding I'm asking basic questions about the investigation, like who's heading it up, and you can't tell me that. Can you get back to me on any, any group who was targeted by the IRS who the FBI visited with prior to the investigation starting while they were applying for tax? That would be important information for this committee to have. Can you we'll get that at, to me? We'll look at the questions and try to respond. Have you reviewed the Inspector General's report regarding the IRS scandal? I have been through it, yes. <laughs> Do you have any concerns about the way the Inspector General did the report and collected information? I did not focus on that at all. I was looking. Well, let me ask you a couple of things. Is it typically appropriate for for the investigator to have the central one of the central players in this, Miss Holly Paz, who was director of one of the one of the key players at the tax exempt division, set in on all the interviews, almost all the interviews with employees in that division? Is that typically how an investigation is done? Uh, I'm not familiar with those circumstances. I understand what you're saying about those circumstances, so not being familiar with it, I can't. In your in your <laughs> just goes on and of course you're right he's just saying eh, whatever I'm out of here I'm a short timer now one last one 
There was a guy named How. You saw this since you saw the whole thing. Did you see that old guy Gobble, whatever his name is? Gobble, Goebbels. It's, it's really old, old, old guy that was talking to him about Benghazi, mm. and he, I, I didn't clip the whole thing. I just clipped the end of it. Bobble, and it's Gobble or Gobble or Bobble or something. It's yeah. Howard. Yeah, I think, I think it's Gob, Gob, Gobble, G O B L E. Okay. And the guy's the wreck. He's got his hair is falling out. He's got boils all over his face. He's just a horror. He looks like he's 100. <laughs> and uh, I just thought he got the biggest kick out of his, his last bit commentary right here. I'm sorry. Has this put a damper on our ability to pursue leads and our suspects? Well, you don't know what you don't know, what you may have missed. Uh, I, I can tell you that the investigation is ongoing. We've had some success that I can't get into uh, today. Uh, but it is a very difficult operating environment, not just uh, at the scenes itself, but obtaining uh, the cooperation of witnesses and others who may have information relating to and the... My time's uh, about out. Mr. Muller, this Midgazi tragedy still hangs in my crawl. I'm not directing this at you, but I'm directing it at somebody. We, we've, we still don't know all the facts. Uh, I don't suggest there's a cover-up, but it has the trappings of a cover-up. And uh, I repeat, it hangs in my crawl. As my late granddaddy used to say, it makes my coffee taste bad of a morning. But we'll see what happens. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> I just thought that was it. <laughs> oh, man in my craw so it has the trappings of a cover-up there's an old guy he's seen this before you gotta love it anyway so we listen to c-span so you don't have to and i think we do a damn good job of it john we dig up a lot of stuff at least the public's getting something and it's like when you play stuff from a congressional hearing and it's really revealing certain things the news media doesn't cover any of it they don't care and now they're getting rid of the only possibly somewhat objective operation, the news hour. Yeah, isn't isn't that twisted? It's totally twisted. I mean, how much? I mean, how much crap do they want to feed the public? Well, At least people who watch that show got a, a some balance. Well, I think you know, good riddance to them because you know if they feel that they they took the money from the devil, you know they they took this huge amount from. Bill and Melinda Gates, and, you know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh, you know? I thought it was all from viewers like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. I've got to go through all my clips. I'm good. Well, yeah, you almost did get all of them, didn't you? Well, I left the Keith Alexander one out, which yeah, is slightly... Yeah, you, can, yeah, you can keep that one out. Well, we're way over time. But that means we'll have plenty to talk about, as I, I'm sure I will come under attack from uh, the mothers of America. Moms hate me. That can be my new slogan. <laughs> hey, moms hate me. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Und so is it, my Freunde. Thank you very much. Happy Father's Day to y'all. I see my daughter uh, tweeted me. And she says, at least I'm not adopted. Oh, there you go. That's, that's her version of loving me on the bogative holiday of Father's Day. <laughs> We've educated her too well. All right, John, thank you very much. Good hanging out with you as always. My daughter made me a mug. Oh, nice. Out of clay? 
Yes. Oh. From scratch. Oh, that's sweet. Well, my daughter lives too far away to do stuff like that. Well, she could mail it to you. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. She's making me a painting of a faceless nun. <laughs> Coming to you from the capital of the Drone Star State, where we have the Republic of Texas Motorcycle Rally. I'll be out there on South Congress later today. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where we've got nothing going on, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be back again on Thursday right here on the best podcast in the universe, known as the No Agenda Show. The best Woo! podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A